Welcome to the Planescape, where good and evil clash, where law and order maintain their delicate balance, the battleground for gods and monsters. Many heroes have written their legends in the stars of the Astral Sea, but these are not their stories. The Per Aspera and her crew, Kiana, Finbar, Virla, and Danny, may not be the stuff of legends yet, but they're definitely rolling with difficulty. Hello, and welcome to our little planes hopping D&D campaign, folks. My name is Austin, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, and as always, I am joined by my mates making moves for imminent matrimonies. Say hello, everyone. Hello, Aww. everyone. Imminent's a bit of a cheat, but I'll allow it. Imminent is a bit of, you know, they can't all be winners. <laughs> I mean, it starts with an M. <laughs> sure. It does. Were okay. we syllabic, it would be easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome to season four, episode five. We're halfway there and things are beginning to take shape. We're very excited for this episode. Before we get going, though, I'm going to turn it over for a couple of quick announcements. So, Sophia, do that thing. Yeah, turnover, more like... um. I guess, is that just the word for when the ball switches sides in tennis, or? <laughs> in I'm tennis? Sorry? Tennis. No, because offside, just... well, that's like a penalty you can get in soccer. You offside. Wait, hold on. All, all the words you said are football ones so I far. Turnover and offside. switching side in tennis is the main purpose of tennis. Yeah. Well, that's just the game happening all This episode the time. isn't sponsored, so I feel less bad about not having, like, a proper sports metaphor ready to go. I just wanted to let, uh, once again, thank the listeners for listening to the show. Remind you guys that we do have some fan communities out there. If you're interested in interacting with us, uh, there is a community over on Discord that is completely cool, uh, really fun, love popping in and seeing the fan art over there, and I try to not learn too many of the discussion points so that it's even funnier when people bring them up to me on our Discord hangs. Um, but we also have a Patreon if you're interested in directly supporting the show, where Austin and the rest of the crew have uh, been working hard to post all manner of extra bonus content for you. Um, there might be some fun out of context quotes we recorded on there courtesy of the existing patrons so definitely check out both of those they're linked in the show notes below and just a little info for y'all we will be taking a break next week to let me catch up with the editing and also just give everyone a little bit of a breather so uh, on the 11th there will not be an episode, but don't fear. We will return the week after on the 18th with your regularly scheduled Rolling with Difficulty. Isn't that right, Zigster? Did you want to say anything? You were screaming all day. No? Okay. She's shy. <laughs> oh, she's Stage fright. Um, Can't put her on a spot like that. Why not? She's just a little guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's all I got, though, so I guess put it back on the turnaround. Austin, take it off. Is this still tennis? Yeah. I think I've done tennis, oh, so I don't want to like- Was it ever tennis? You headbutted the microphone? How dare you? <laughs> it's really adorable to see the like stretched looking up over her back at you. It's like, just... what are you talking about? It wasn't me. Anyway. Anyway. Thank you very much for whatever that was. Man. I was only half paying attention. I was thinking about other things. Big anyway, mood. without any further ado, let's get into, ladies and gentlemen, the wedding Yay! preparations episode as we begin to <laughs> near the imminent date. When last we left our heroes, you'd gone on a small side quest that uh, interested Danny and had pulled you 
uh, unwittingly back into the uh, uh, into contact with an old enemy, Delian, the now kind of exiled Githyanki. The fight well, was anymore, actually right? not that perilous. Uh, turns out, uh, got spanked. Spanked even though he's very powerful, uh, against three of you, he could just shameful, he could, really. just could not stand up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, though he died, uh, you were able to escape, got a nice gift out of it. But now, with the debt to the guild behind Finbar, with the threat of a Delian behind all of you, things are beginning to take shape for the big day is approaching in just a few weeks. As a result, we are going to follow each one of you guys one at a time to see how you prepare yourselves <laughs> for what's upcoming. And we're going to go in chronological order. So oh. starting with uh, a couple weeks beforehand, we're going to turn to the story of Virla. <gasps> mm-hmm. Virla has to go first. Virla, since this is happening a couple weeks beforehand, uh, or, Virla, oh, yeah, since yeah. your task is to deliver the wedding invitations, however you're able, you will be going first since this will take time and people will need uh, time to make accommodations to make it back to Sigil mm. for the big day. So, we begin, everyone else having been dropped off, Virla sailing the Paraspera back through the Plain of Fire, arriving at the Heap, Roy aboards the ship, so that you may drop him off after, in fact, you have not yet returned since the uh, journey to the howling winds of Pandemonium. Roy, uh, hanging out with you as you approach the heap. Virla, what would you like to do? Well, first I want to make sure that I finished. um, My only assumption is that I have been tasked not only with delivering the invitations, but also uh, due to my impeccable penmanship, writing them up as well. So mm-hmm. I gotta make sure I have, at the very least, Roy's and the Heap's invitations all set and ready so that I can just, like, go ahead and get those over with. You um, are you are very fast at writing. I would love for you to make me a... Performance. Performance! Oh, don't be cruel. No, because it's not... I feel like it's dexterity-based. It's not better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's... It's gotta be better than your charisma. <laughs> yeah, by two, from a negative two to a zero. <laughs> Yeah, I would love for you to make me a. Uh, I, I feel like it's a sleight of hand. Sure. Yeah. For or is there? Uh. Oh wait, wait, wait. Is forge? I, I would allow forgery kit if you happen to be proficient with that. I don't know if you are. I, I don't think, think I am. Does it okay, calligraphy yeah. kit? Um, or calligraphy? There's you calligraphy. As also, well. technically, have a magic quill. Um. So if you want to make it, uh, some sort of. I'll go ahead. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say this is a calligraphy check, and because you're a scribe's wizard. I'm going to have you roll your dexterity, but add proficiency. So let's assume you're proficient in it, even though you're using dex. And if you Plus fuck four, this up, you mail goodness. out one of them that says, hello, insert name here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to whom it may concern. And whoever, however badly you fuck up, determines how important the guest that gets that one is. Yeah, yeah. Kira. Well, thank goodness. Uh, I rolled a natural 16, so that is a dirty 20. Dirty 20. Impeccable. You know exactly uh, to whom it concerns. <laughs> Elise could not have paid someone to do it better. The Lady of Pain isn't in danger of getting a hello blank. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to have you uh, spell Otto's name with two T's and see how that went. so funny. Yeah, I thought of doing that anyway. (laughs) For the Uh, wedding of Finbart, you took off the T and gave it to him. Yeah, yeah. Just like a little get back at you. But no, all right. The ship comes into dock. 
have you uh have you given Roy's invitation to him yet, or are you gonna like hand them all out at the same time? I will say that I have given Roy's invitation uh, to him on the ship on the way back. Okay. Um, he's like hanging out, like ready to get. He's got like his little bag, like you, you know, the train's about to come into the station, waiting, so you get up and put everything on. <laughs> so yeah, he's got everything on him, and he's got the invitation, which at this point is kind of like it's been pretty smudged, and he's opened it and read it a bunch of times. <laughs> so it's been. It's not very pristine anymore. It's not really fridge-worthy anymore. And uh, he's, he's just reading over and over again. He's like, wow. Finbar really wants me there? Which is like the 18th time he's asked this. Aww. <laughs> My poor sweet boy. I definitely called him Finbar like twice. <laughs> uh, no, absolutely. You are a very close friend of, of Danny, and so then by proxy us. Uh, don't act so surprised. It's just... Speak for me. I, I you know, I uh, hardly ever been off plane before, and then I just went to a new one, and now I'm gonna be going back to Sigil. It's like uh, I don't know how many vacation days I have banked. Like I don't know. <laughs> well, hopefully Otto can set some time aside. I'm. I have to send these invitations to the rest of them as well. Otto's invited. <laughs> I, 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 I am assuming that everyone in the heap is invited. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Otto's technically invited. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay. That should be fun. A party with my boss. <laughs> Couldn't be better. Who doesn't love it? Do I get a plus one? Because it doesn't say it on here. But like... Uh, Cressida is also invited. That's the thing. Finbar, <laughs> are plus ones invited? Yes. Or is it like plus. a select few people can have plus ones? We gotta keep the population... It doesn't uh, say you get a plus well, one on your invite. It's rude to ask. <laughs> Roy yeah, definitely Roy. gets a plus one. Okay, yeah. Ooh. Roy gets a uh, plus one. I might have missed that then, I apologize. But, uh, Cressida has her own invitation, if that's what you were wondering. Uh, go ahead and roll me, uh, an insight check. 17? Nice. 17? Uh, he's kind of, his reaction is not, like, like, boyish, like, uh, uh, embarrassment, right? But it's neither, like, gloaty. He's kind of, like... He kind of, like, tries to... He's, like, kind of trying to be a chill. He's like, oh, yeah, I mean, I don't even know how to, you know, ask her or anything. Uh, <sighs> but, you know, it makes sense you would go. You guys are so... You guys are all so close. So, uh... uh that should be should be fun. You know, we, we, we had a great time. Great time. So. If you wanted to make it more fun, you could bring a separate plus one and see how that turns out. <laughs> I don't know anyone else. Uh, if the whole, the whole heap's invited? Y yes. I don't know anyone else. Uh, well, then maybe that is the, the mutual thing with which to strike up a conversation with her would then be the invitation. And so I guess technically you, you don't have to bring a plus one, but unofficially you can consider each other each other's plus one. Mm, yeah, I'm not I don't know. If, I don't know what she's I don't know if we're there about. yet. Were Invite you, to my friends. That you feel there in ship, the first place? You feel the ship bump into the dock because <laughs> oh I gotta pee. Hold on, and runs off. I follow after him because I'm going to the same place he is. You are. What is he, you like rushes down. Uh, people busy moving around. Uh, Otto's waiting there. Uh, kind of like you start to walk down the gangplank and he looks up at you and then he leans to the right to see if there's anyone behind you. <laughs> and stands back up again. Hello. Hello. Uh, nice to see you again, Virla. What's... 
I take it from your demeanor that not everyone has died, so... No. To what can I, do uh, I owe this uh, singular welcome? Well, uh, aside from dropping Roy off, uh, I have dropped everyone else off to do various tasks relating to this, and I hand Otto his invitation. We didn't tell Otto why we were in, right? We, we don't have to. No, no. Okay. no yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he watches Roy go off, says... Whatever it is you needed that boy for, I can't possibly imagine. <laughs> and then he Roy. opens the invitation. He opens the invitation and he goes, hmm. Well, congrats to the boy. I did not realize that he had uh, decided to tie the knots. I take it he's settling down then. He will be, yes. I... I, I am fearful, yet I am excited at the prospect that we have run our last mission together. Well, as someone who avoids change as much as they can because of the danger it brings, let me tell you, he claps you on the shoulder a little bit, sometimes it's good for the soul. Is he talking to me or him? You don't know about him? What's happening? <laughs> he, he, like, just, he, he, like, kind of claps you on the shoulder and then, like, turns a little bit to stand next to you. Does, uh, I can I take it you've got all the invitations here, so he's yeah. going to kind of assume they're for everyone. Uh, yes, it looks uh, down at these, says, I suppose I'm going to be granting a lot of time off. He lets out this shrill whistle, which I won't do for the courtesy of listeners. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> he lets out this shrill whistle. Uh, and he calls out, everybody fall in. Everyone comes oh, running man. out and he takes the invitations from you, starts to dole them out one at a time. Bandy is here. Marnie is here. They are different characters. Sadie is here. Uh, just going down Mandy. the line. Yeah. Just going down the line. And uh, he starts uh, explaining. He's like, so in two weeks' time, it seems like we're all going to be taking a little leave in Sigil. I anticipate that this is going to be the party of the century. And I don't believe that any of us should miss it. However, we have contracts and work and jobs to be done before then, which means everyone is going to have to work double time before we leave. So, hop to it. I don't want to see anyone before it's time to leave because that's how long it's going to take everything to get done. So, off. See, everyone it, starts to like, like, oh, like, oh, oh shit, and just start to <laughs> piss off, basically, and uh, hurriedly go back to what they were doing. If it would ease the burden, uh, if there were any particularly lucrative contracts that I was going to say you were hesitant on I don't know why um, but I give you my word that we would be happy to execute those to make up the difference that you might have lost in the interim you know that I'm uh, never afraid to take a contract for the ship but sadly my boy right now there was nothing that you could help with well that's probably not true but there's nothing that you could help with that Danny wouldn't be annoyed that I pressed you into helping with it. So, why don't we just leave it at that? I'm sure you have plenty to attend to. I, myself, and everyone at the Heap has plenty to attend to as well. But we'll I see you in a keep few you time. Then. I will see you then. Certainly. Verla's delivery oh. service is off. Oh, we gave him a little broomstick, goes, you a little go. bow, maybe like a cat. Oh, I should have given you plug. <laughs> you want to have plug with you? No, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, sneezing all over the place. <laughs> you start to go. 
you start to go, he go. oh, hold on, before you go, I didn't want to embarrass you in front of everyone, but uh, if you have more invitations that you need to send out, I just want you to know that you did spell Finn Bartrog. <laughs> oh, I will keep that in mind for the other invitations, but I will rely on your discretion in this instance. It's okay, I think the rest of the heap has his name incorrect anyway. Very well. See you in, t- uh, see you in due time, Otto. Godspeed. I have no idea. Now go <laughs> off to deliver the rest of the invitations. Yes. Yeah. So you have a list. Who would you like to call slash visit in uh, in what order? Some of them, these people, you know where they're at. Some of them, yeah. you might have to try to find them. Uh, there really is no sense. It's not like just because uh, what is it? Just because Mechanus is like one notch away from uh. uh What's the fucking cube world? Um, oh, Acheron. 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 Yep. It's not like the portals themselves are closer. So. No, sometimes there's connections between those planes, but the, all the planes are kind of the 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 Great Wheel is like a weird. It's it's correct in some ways, and it's a bad representation in other ways because all the planes are kind of stacked on top of each other, mm-hmm. uh, in different dimensions, not interfering, and the astral sea laying on top of all of them. So getting to different places in the world, it's a, yeah, it's not always a geographic from the astral sea. Oh, these planes are next to each other, so their portals are next to each other. I suppose then, I will just go alphabetically by plane. Uh, I guess Arcadia would be. First, but I don't think there's anyone I know in Arcadia that would want that, that would accept an invitation. If I can, I would like to try and send one to the queen that we saved, but I doubt we're gonna get a response. Uh, I mean, fantastic. If you want to like, if we want to do a little montage, you know, sometimes we can. Some of these things we can montage where there doesn't have to be any interaction. Uh, yeah. But you, if you wanted to go to travel to Arcadia to drop off a very polite not anticipating an attendance but head to Arcadia to drop off an invitation you absolutely can the kingdom that the queen that you saved is from is uh it's a it's kind of like a stereotypical it's got like a big castle with pointy spires lots of like blue and like beautiful little cottages with shingles and turrets and there's a big wall that surrounds the entire thing because all of Arcadia is this patchwork quilt of these different sovereign nations so when you arrive, there's a big rigmarole about letting you in, and it takes a little while for them to get the proper paperwork for you to uh, be. First, you got to park your ship, and then you have to send the invitation up the ladder because oh my God. Uh, there's no quick way for you to get you into audience with the queen. But assurances well, are made from these law-abiding folk that it will find its way into the queen's hands in due time. Uh... If you if Virla could ever have an expression that would be a forced smile, that, that this would be that. Okay. Fantastic. Um, Does he drop off for the queen? Yeah. Alright. Next, I'm considering Nine Hells, not Baytor. Um so I guess it would be Beastlands would be next, but I don't I don't know if Athos stays in the Beastlands. I think if I was going to try and seek out Athos, I would try probably try and message him first to try and figure out where he is. Fantastic, yeah. So what do you what do you send to Athos? And by the way, I assume this is all over many days. So yeah. sending spells, don't worry about marking off spell slots. Cool. Um, hello, Athos. This is Virla. 
we met briefly. Friend of Finbar's, I need to meet with you. Where would be a good place? <laughs> uh, you hear him, <laughs> him say, Ha, oh, Firla, battle man. Good to hear your voice. Oh, you did remember. I reside in the Peacelands. Merely make your way there, then follow the trail of a crow. There I will be waiting. And he just leaves it off with that very cryptic non-answer. Good. Well, alright. Uh, I'll head over to the Beastlands, and then I'll try and figure that out. <laughs> okay. Boom. Kragala, the Beastlands, the sun hanging high overhead. Go ahead and roll me a survival check. Fuck. <laughs> Natural 19, 21. Oh, nice. 21. It takes you the better part of a day. Okay. During which time you come to understand what Athos once said when he was like, the skies belong to the sky beasts, because you are constantly harrowed by different birds as you fly there. Occasionally, a cloud will try to attack the ship, but you are so monumentally faster than any of these things that dominate cool. the sky that you're most you're largely okay even giant eagles really don't stand a chance against you but just just imagine a you know quick succession of constantly flying into like alfred hitchcock starlings like battering the sides of the ships or just like sometimes a cloud will turn and it has a big human face uh and will like blow on the ship and you have to like steer it around <laughs> seen some shit holy crap all right uh yes you are you eventually, though, spy down on the ground. Uh, there's, like, this big camp of people walking around. And as you kind of, like, move in to see, get a closer look, you notice that uh, this camp is uh, centaurs, almost entirely. But standing among them, uh, kind of, like, sitting by a fire, you see a large muscled lion man with a greatsword on his back. And lying in the dust about six feet away from him, you see a red tiefling, yeah. leather armor, yeah. and, uh, uh, you know, like, kind of fancy clothes. His hands covering his face as he's just lying uh, on his back in the dirt. Uh, Davian just, like, rubbing his forehead. Man what can never happened? get the break. So it's been a couple months since we left them, right? Yeah. I mean, time works slightly differently on different worlds, but, like, yes. Essentially, you can assume it's been about that long. Alright, well, I, I make no... Yeah, last you I... saw, Davin was giving Athos a ride home, so... Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm not gonna try and hide myself. I'm just gonna go ahead and, and land right in, like, beside them. Uh, you, you start to land, and you see Athos goes... See? I told you that he had spoken within my head, Davin. Uh, Davian, <laughs> uh, like, Boo's hands, sits bolt upright and looks at you and, uh, looks at the ship coming down and says, You son of a bitch, you're correct. Virla! Virla, you have no idea how happy I am to see you! You start to, like, come down and he rushes up and he gives you a big hug. And he goes, oh. I know it has been a long time, but I have a small favor for my request of you. Might we have a ride? Did he say we... get me the hell out of here? Plural? He said, might, might we have a ride? Oh. Uh, of course, I thought you had one of your own, however. Uh, you see, he puts his hands back over his face and starts to, like, walk in pace in circles, and Athos says, it's probably best not to. He's sensitive about the whole event. 
Oh, my condolences. Uh, I know what it is. I know what it's like to lose a ship in a sense, so I... I'm sorry. I did not lose a ship. It was stolen from me. It was stolen, all right? Oh. Is there a place in particular you would like to be dropped off, then? I do not know where I went. Ah. I know where I went. I would simply go there. Audience, I know you can't see Austin's face while he's acting this out right now, but it is one of pure joy. <laughs> well? The more Damien gets aggravated, the more doofenshmirtz he becomes. Yeah. <laughs> I have other uh, locations to be, but I'm happy to drop you off wherever you need to. Um, these are for you. <laughs> I, hand, I hand Damien and, and Athos their invitations. Athos takes it, opens it upside down. Fabian <laughs> takes it, opens it, uh, starts to read this. Ah, well, I didn't see this. This is fantastic news. So, uh, this, there's to be nuptials. Nuptials? Are you saying nuptials? Yeah, nuptials. <laughs> the beast lens has changed your life, my friend. <laughs> why is this confusing for you? You're the one who gave me the, the uh, invitation. Do not, are you not aware of what is happening? Yeah, I, I, I'm still trying to process what's happened with you two. Um, yes, ah, no, we are friends. Uh, I, I understand this. Uh, Finbar and Elise, you you know Elise. Uh, she availed of your yes, services. Yes, I gave her the right, yes. Yes. Oh, this is fantastic, yes. I'm glad that, uh, she thinks fondly of me. For... I mean, of course. We think of you. Well, it did sort of help her abscond from who is apparently her fiancé, so. I'm sorry? What? what? Uh, I did assist her in absconding from who is apparently her fiancé. So. Well, that was before... No. I, I, yeah. <laughs> let's just go. Let's just get going. <laughs> Uh, you will have to fill me in, though. It seems as though you, you at least, Davy on Athos, you seem rather unperturbed. Um, you seem like you've gone through something. Do you want the long version or the short version? Uh, where would you like Ask to be dropped the short off? Version. And... Ask for the no. short version. <laughs> Very well. Well, it seems that we are to be in Seagull in just uh, two weeks, so perhaps there. Okay. Fantastic. In fact, why don't we just stay with you if, they, if she says, I assume you're returning there. I have other invitations to send. It's not a very... Oh, we can wait on the ship. Claps you on the shoulder. <laughs> okay. Uh, I He's suppose then... He's ran out then... of to give. The Beastland has drained him of them. <laughs> He's no longer polite. If you don't think it's too much of an imposition, I do have these other invitations to send, and it would be nice not to uh, take a detour to Sigil first. It... Yes, fantastic. It works for everyone, then. I can leave this uh, God's first skin plane, and you can continue on your errands, and uh, please, there's no... We are not put out in any way by your your travels, believe me. Very well. Let's, Let's be get off. on the ship. <laughs> Alright. Next. L, I guess? Limbo? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Alright. Boom. Roaring chaos... As hectic as this is, this the first time Virla's like really traveled the plains all by himself. Kinda, yeah. It's it's kind of a lot because you teleport right into like a big fireball, and there's always like rocks forming in your way. So even the short distance you have to fly from where you emerge to the monastery is kind of a huge hassle. Actually, you don't uh, you have the tuning fork, so you can actually get like really close. Mm -hmm. But even so, like the couple hundred yards you have to fly is still a big hassle, and. Uh, Does Davion fill me in with what happens? <laughs> what happened in like the last uh, couple whatever? Yeah, do you want? <laughs> so, uh, on your journey, 
Davian expresses to you. Uh, the first thing is that I was uh, taking Athos back for uh, to return back to Signpost, where he had originally come from, at the behest of yourselves, since uh, I was in need of a job. Uh, he had no money, actually, said Darjan, but this is uh, uh, one of the minor grievances in the whole list of things. Uh, when we arrived at Signpost, we had found the town abandoned. Uh, when we uh, decided to investigate what had happened, we discovered that not only were there no bodies left, but there was uh, some sort of um, constructed uh, behemoth, some sort of uh, forearms. Uh, it's, uh, it's very, very tall, no face, um, oh. very imposing. Uh, Athos and I defeated it with great ease. And then uh, we decided to try to follow wherever it had been that uh, who had dropped this thing off, because clearly what had happened to other people. Uh, we followed its trail for quite some time to discover that uh, it had led to the uh, body of a dead uh, Athos. What do you call it? Yeah, Athos, who's just kind of like watching this whole thing go down, just said, a dinosaur. Was a dinosaur. Ah, uh, yes, it was a dead dinosaur. They're like these big dragons. They have no wings. It's very spooky. <laughs> uh, the entire thing had been consumed, which is, of course, the tale grows more and more curious. Uh, so we enlisted the help of Athos's friends to follow and see what had happened. Uh, then, and you will never believe this because this is... With, I've, I've been to many planes. I've met many interesting people. This is, without a doubt, the most spectacular thing I've ever seen. Um, once in a lifetime. Uh... When we were following the dinosaurs with the assumption that something else would happen to them, uh, what should plane shift in but a spelljammer, uh, a not a Lloyd, a large uh, shelled and tentacled thing that attacks the dinosaurs. Uh, so in order to get vengeance for oh, the lives no. stolen from these beings, uh, we fly the, we, I flew my spelljammer up to it. Uh, Nathus and I had a great fight where we killed many, many foes, obviously. Uh, and then uh, I, I slipped and <laughs> Nathus goes, he fell off, and I had to save him. And then the ship um, disappeared and took his ship with it. <gasps> yes, that is the sticky wicked part, is that they, <laughs> they, have, they have absconded with my ship, uh, as well as uh, oh uh, taking our chance of vengeance against those who are slain at the hands of whoever was piloting this uh, massive <laughs> not Um So that, is, that, is, that was a few days ago, and that is where we left off. And uh, now you're all caught up in the adventures of David and Athos. Truly, my condolences. Uh, you don't. It was one of guys. <laughs> Did you get a look at the pilots a... of, I... of this? It was a large ship with tentacles and a big shell. I got a very good look. Fair it enough. It did not have a license plate number, if that's what you are curious about. <laughs> what? It's a license plate number. <laughs> exactly. It's a thing in hell. Do not worry. Well, uh, I. Uh, I guess very timely then that you told me this story because this will be very prevalent to the people that we'll be visiting next. Uh, uh, I guess point of order um, the place that we're about to go to is a very closely guarded secret. It is usually only divulged to close friends, if that. I trust on your discretion. Uh, of when course, it comes I don't to... want to keep my mouth shut. Mouth I trust <laughs> on your discretion. <laughs> I don't want to keep my mouth shut, please. This is important. I have many secrets that you do not know about, and you do not know about them because they are secrets that I'm keeping. I'm going to trust you. Something seems to have, like, um, snapped for Davion. 
<laughs> yeah. David's a little more manic than you're used to. You know those like Twitter there's like a Twitter or Tumblr post that's like, I don't know what it is about this man, but his he got like ten thousand times hotter when his life <laughs> fell apart. That's not him. <laughs> that's not him. <laughs> anyway, uh we'll go to we'll go to limbo, we'll go to the uh Citadel Silver the Adamantine, the Adamantine Citadels. Adam yes. Um and I will make my presence known to Enoch Aster. Are the other monks invited? Yeah. And the <laughs> other monks. All the monks. <laughs> well just just the ones from the um... There's like thirty. No. Yeah, the ones from, from, from the from the material plane. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. We really Kiana's gotta old... pad out uh Elise's side of the aisle, so it's no sides. It's just <laughs> one. Oh god, big... they're basically just hiring just... people to be seat fillers. <laughs> but yeah. Fantastic. Uh, well, I was going to say not much has changed, but that's not uh, necessarily true. Uh, you know, uh, when you arrive, you are greeted, of course. Um, now people recognize the ship and they recognize you, and Enoch is, uh, you know, thrilled to have you. He's thrilled to be invited. He, you know, thanks you. And then when you ask about Aster having... Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> also, you dole out 30 invitations to 30 other people. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, what's a wedding? Oh! <laughs> uh, yeah. He <laughs> you know, like, I will explain that. I will explain it. Thank you. But uh, when you ask about Aster, he gives a nod and says, this, um, perhaps you should follow me this way. And takes you into a small room en route can I mm -hmm. inform Enoch of what Davion had experienced it he... seems as though we have found the missing monastery of sorts he, slow he stops immediately when you bring this up and he gives kind of a scratch on his chin a nod yes Perhaps I will inform the head of my rock immediately. They will dispatch some warriors to the Beastlands to see if this might not be a pattern that is repeated if we cannot learn more. Thank I don't know if necessarily the Beastlands were the target. I need... I have another stop that I'm going to make that I suppose, I suspect, could fill in more information, but I think it is related to the mission that we embarked on. I don't think that they were going after anything in the Beastlands in particular besides the Spelljammer that Davion piloted. Well, from, from the story that you understand, what happened was it they found it, had eat, the ship had eaten a dinosaur, and so they were following oh. dinosaurs, oh, and okay. when it showed up to eat another one, they flew up to attack it, and then Davion fell off. And okay. Atha saved him, but the ship plane shifted away, and his ship was on the spelljammer. Spelljammer, so okay. went with it. I redact all of that. Then I misunderstood. Uh, I will just then comment on how weird it is that a ship eats dinosaurs. <laughs> it's fucked up, right? I am not aware of them having nutritional needs in the past, but it has been some time since we've had to deal with any regular presence of a nautiloid. As I said, I will inform my betters. And I will keep you updated as I learn anything. Excellent. Come this way. 
he leads you through. Now, the whole place is, as I've said, adamantine, indestructible. The walls are basically like Vanta black. So nice. uh, it's like very, it's very serene, but it's kind of muted in here. He leads you through a door, and when he opens it, the light that emanates from is immediately, you know, slightly painful on your eyes that have adjusted to this low light. But as he does, and your eyes adjust, and the light kind of dims down so that you can fully see, you see just a well-lit room, sparsely furnished. They are monks, after all. Uh, and sitting on the bed map, bed mat, cross-legged, is a back turned to you, a mechanite with long, silvery hair that is just kind of in trance, perhaps? It's hard to see from just behind, but... Aster? You see the head turns around, and unlike any time you had interacted with her since, well, from any of your memory, actually, since you've only known her since rescuing her, her eyes lock onto you, make eye contact, and focus, and you can tell that she is fully cognizant and aware of what is going on. Her head gives a happy smile, uh, like a happy uh, tilt, and she puts her hands down, stands up, walks wordlessly to you, and throws her arms around you and gives you a big hug. I hug her too. It is good to see you, my friend. It's good to see you too. I know she places a hand inside your face. Before you say anything more, I know you're not the same from when I last remembered. And I've forgotten quite a bit, too, myself. But thank you for saving all of us, and me especially. I would not have been able to live with myself if I had not been able to do so. And there is still a significant part of me that holds unfounded guilt, but guilt nonetheless, that I had not been able to find you sooner. Now, do not feel shame for not accomplishing the impossible. Give thanks that you were able to do it at all. Not alone, of course. Which actually brings me to this, and I hand her an invitation. If I hadn't, and it, yeah, I hand her the invitation. She takes it from you, looks at you before opening it, and says, Nothing great is ever done alone. And then she opens it, uh, gives another ha- like happy headcock. Her hair her hair is artificial, because she's mm-hmm. uh, not flesh and blood, so it's really like very fine, kind of like fiber optic kind of thing, so it falls perfectly straight in this kind of like weird curtain kind of thing when she moves her head around mm-hmm. and kind of dazzles in the light as it does. So as... She, Every time she does this, it's kind of like this weird opalescent kind of thing that happens. She takes it and cocks her head. It says, Nothing great accomplished without many people. The union of two, even more beautiful. I would be honored to attend. I'm happy to see you there, then. Um, I have other invitations to deliver, but I would like to, at some point correspond with you further. I kind of like shell off my hip where there's a little silver charm of mistress symbol dangling from there. Um, We have gained another thing in common. You of all people. 
I changed know. greatly, Virla. You have. I know. If it wasn't for her, there we go. The impossible task would have been remain would have remained impossible, uh, and that's not even speaking figuratively. <laughs> that is the beauty of the alignment of God and mortal. They allow us to do things that we cannot, and we allow them to accomplish what they cannot. What a very succinct summary of the last season. <laughs> anyway. Last time uh, on no Rolling idea. with Difficulty. Anyway, you know that I won't go keep in the you trailer. any further, but I am very excited to have the crew reunited again. For a happy occasion than last time. Oh yes, of course. Hopefully. Hopefully. I that yeah, they might not accept. Eden might not accept. <laughs> I would not doubt so much. Anyway, rest well. I'll see you soon. I have a long way to go, but I am well rested enough for this. I'll see you soon. I give her another hug and then I go. Yes. You're off. Okay. <laughs> Who's next? Well, I have five people in mind, but I'm 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 also keeping an eye keeping an eye on the time, and so we might have to. to well, cut some of these short. are gonna we're gonna uh, are gonna be rather we can, especially maybe some past PCs that you might be visiting are going to be very quick cutscenes. So. Yeah, um, I guess though, given the immediacy of what I learned from Davion, I'm gonna try and contact Cressida next. Cool. What do you say to Cressida? Cressida, hello. Last we spoke, it it is Virla. Last we spoke, um, you are on your way to Betor. If you are still there, can I meet you there? If not, where can I meet you? Verla! Hi! Kind of in the middle of something. Shit. Uh, just... Let me know where I can meet you. I'll be there. Cressida? <laughs> she signs send, it off. I'll send another sending. Uh, just make sure you're in Sigil no more than two weeks from now. But between now and two weeks from now. Also, Dress could nice. you tell me where you dropped off Eleven? <laughs> Eleven's in a furnace. I'll see you in Sigil. Cressida? Cool, good enough for me. Um, She's gonna show up yeah. not knowing it's a wedding and not knowing that Roy's gonna be there. You've communicated almost so none good. of the critical information you've given her so only good. a cryptic place to show up. Love Come it. Come to the central hub of all worlds. I'll explain I'll later. You. I'll find you, it's fine. Oh, she'll find us. Well, she can us. always find Kiana. Yeah. That's true. Um, yeah, I guess next I will go make my way to, um, I'll go find, I'll go seek out Eleven and then I'll seek out Hans as well. I'm not assuming they're in the same spot, but uh, they're really probably not. opposite uh, spots. They're almost they're almost as far far as you can get. Yeah. Uh, that's not. No. They're both in lawful worlds. Uh, the <laughs> recently so visited hell scorched world of Avernus of Bator the Nine Hells. We see down below uh, a war rig. This thing that looks like a huge like school bus, but like jacked out, giant treads. Guy on ripped, the front with uh, the guitar. Roof just ripped off. <laughs> spikes all around. We see a uh, two mechanites fused into one body, 
fighting there's a bunch of dead bodies all around and as this big uh war a uh, werebore uh is like uh piloting with one hand and has this like mace in the other is fighting off Eleven, who uh runs a sword up uh and through this guy uh, he lets out the squeal of a pig and then like drops down to the floor uh Eleven <laughs> puts one boot on his body you show up and drop off invitation as he recovers his first of the uh the hell uh, like starts to rebuild his hell fleet nice wipe mount celestia when you, when you say yeah, two mechanites fuse in one body is it the same as like what Eleven mm-hmm. and vice were before or because i'm imagining like two torsos connecting you know, to one pair of legs dragon tails with no he hasn't got it figured out yet how it's just like split uh. down the middle <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't got it fig- figured out yet alright alright uh, I guess then for courtesy I'll, I'll ha- I will have made an invitation for Vice as well and so I'll just give him two letters fantastic he gladly accepts uh, and then he angrily accepts you go accepts. to Mount Celestia do a little sending you arrive at the Bastion of the Blessed Banner where you had last left Hans and kind of park and wait underneath that you know beautiful starry sky the silver sea with the i forget what they're called but the mermaid octopus people swimming around and uh as you wait you see there's kind of this weird warping effect you notice as like off on your left hand side you see the mountain there's that kind of like almost like uh you know film being racked like the camera being racked into focus right the mountain almost seems to like warp its perspectives and you get the very distinct sense as you see Hans emerging that he is descending that there is some he's not just physically walking down a mountain but there is some supernatural uh, force here that is letting him go downwards and uh, so he has clearly uh, ascended beyond the first level of the seven heavens of Mount Celestia does he look any more confident at at all slightly more shaven he's got a little bit he's got a bit of a swagger Love to see it. Just yeah. a little bit. Good for him. He also has a nightmare with him that is like, yeah, flame is now like gold. Uh, it's been like it's it's still it's still like ebony black, but the like Sick. he's kind of he's working on it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Hans, uh, you are looking divine, pun intended. Fantastic. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I would not deign. I would not deign to insult Blue. Us all waiting by in attempting to do his ridiculous German accent. So. Why don't we just say that he graciously accepts Yay. you pass his invitation. Uh, there are just a few more on your list, I believe. Yeah, okay. I said five. I think I might have miscounted. It was Cressida. I counted Halevin, Vice, and Hans all as one. Uh, I'll go to... I'll do Isgard, Bytopia, and then I'll go to Mechanus. Okay. I don't, uh, I don't so Easgard, yeah. Uh, oh, Easgard, you're you're finding. Um, oh, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for Eden, who I'm assuming is with Voss, who I assume is been staying in Easgard. Although I guess I don't actually know that. No, correct. They're still in Easgard. I do have to find them though, so I will send a message to. <sighs> <laughs> Watching Norse face as he tries to decide which rake he's going to step on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll do Voss. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> All right, Voss. Hello, Voss. It is your savior. Um, <laughs> Verla. 
Uh, I have to meet with you and Eden if she is still with you. I'm an Isgard. Tell me where. Oi, uh, voice in my head. Don't like you doing that. Uh, Fright, we're a bit preoccupied at the moment. Uh, meeting up with you might be, might be difficult. Uh, shortened version then. What is he saying? What did, what did he say to you? <laughs> shortened version. Uh, you're invited to Finbar's wedding. He was the Furbolg that was with us. Uh, you and Eden. Come to Sigil in two weeks if you can. If not, you won't be missed. <laughs> we'll miss you. I'll put it on me list. Alright. I would have right. liked to talk to Eden and see if I can maybe try and establish that up again, but that's okay. I'm I'll okay with not. Hopefully you'll see her at a wedding as long as she doesn't die before then. Yeah. Alright. Off to Bytopia. The All considerably... Right. Oh, God. Fucking Casimir. Alright. Bytopia! The workshop of Casimir. You land and are greeted. Uh, uh, user please enter, and the doors open. You barely make it a few steps in before a boom, 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 clobbering, uh, like heavy footfalls of Sierra My rushes friends. up, uh, gives you a big hug, scoops you under the arms, and lifts you full up into the air, uh, which is impressive because you're like, uh, <laughs> Six nine. Six nine or whatever. Yeah. Spine just telescopes like a cat. <laughs> yeah, I reciprocate the hug as best as I can. So good to see you again, Vula. Feels it's so like good it's to been so long. It really has. Uh, it's been like a couple weeks compared to the years that she's Yeah. Was no, but like I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna try and, and get as much time as I can out of this, but uh uh, uh do you know where Casimir and Caleb are. Hmm. Spend all their time upstairs talking about stuff. I might have I'm to sure Dosen's let them know you're here, though, so. True. Uh, this is for you, then. I, I also, um, Aster says hello. She will be there as well. Oh, that's so great. This is like the greatest day in the whole, all my whole life. I'm glad you think opens so. Up the it hasn't even read the invitation yet. Opens it up. Says, and there's a party, too? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad you think so. Uh, if you don't mind the intrusion, I'll go and visit Caleb and Casimir to deliver these to them as well. Gives a gives a like a kind of shrug if she doesn't mind at all. Yeah. Okay, say goodbye before you go though. Oh, uh, absolutely. All right, we'll go up to Casimir's lab. You uh, walk up the stairs. As you do, you hear shouting back and forth at each other. No, no, no. You're not taking into account the concept of the manifold. You keep, and then like back and forth on like, like the concept doesn't apply here because it's a non-normative and just people going back and forth on random nonsense. Techno uh, great. Uh, you, you open the door. There's like papers everywhere. There's writing on the wall. There's like illusions kind of floating haphazard thread that docent must have like running in the background background programs basically mm -hmm. uh and you walk in casimir is the first to see you he goes oh thank goodness someone who speaks english is finally here please come forward explain to your friend how he doesn't know how to do math please i turn to caleb what did you do to have casimir change his perception of me in this way <sighs> let's just say that i think He's decided of all the Mechanites he's ever met, 
you might be his favorite. It's good to see you. Hug, obviously. Good to see you too. And I'll hug him as well. Uh, well, I won't comment on the concoction that's been made here, but uh, these are for you. And I hand Caleb and Casimir uh, their invitations, respectively. Oh, exciting! It's gonna be a this is a, it's open bar. Oh yeah. If if you want. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For if sure. I want. Any bill that might come your way is unrelated. That's probably okay. auto. Cool. I'll be sure to sign all of my receipts if you're like that. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, I will be there. Uh, turns to them. I assume you guys also need a way of getting there, so I'll make sure that everyone gets there. I had no doubts that you could. Um, I'm glad you all are safe. I was serious in my sort of warning when we last left each other, and so it is a relief to see that you all are okay. Please, we got Dosen watching our back. What's the problem? Caleb says, it's also really peaceful here, so, you know, it's it, it's been nice, actually, in spite of everything. Looks over at Casimir. <laughs> kind of vaguely gesture at what's happening in the in the room would you like to explain uh well casimir has done good work i'm saying it right now for everyone to hear <laughs> he he gives like a he starts to walk away um he picks up like tea that is clearly cold like starts to drink it gives like a scowl uh like goes downstairs to get a new one as he says like I'm saying it so everyone can hear he gives like a whip de doo kind of motion with his hand and walks down the stairs and then Caleb says it's been an interesting problem to solve uh Casimir left where did we leave off what was what was the last thing you knew uh something about the blue veil different spheres uh right breaking through it well all that's true so Casimir, if I remember last time, said something to the effect of, it should work, but it doesn't work. Yeah. Well, we think we're narrowing down the problem. Um, how do I explain it? Oh, here. Uh, he goes, he gets a piece of a paper. pencil and paper, a sheet of paper folded. folded. Yeah. A, quill, a quill would be perfect, actually, if you have a quill. I'll hand him my magic quill, then. Yeah. All right. Hold. Gives you the paper. Hold on to that. Uh, you serious. <laughs> just hold it straight. So, theoretically, the inter inter interplanar travel leaving this breaking beyond the blue veil should be as easy as traveling through. And then he just moves the quill back and forth as if to represent a ship, just like through space. It's like oh. should be as easy as that. You just need the rights. The uh, you need the rights. Uh, need the right motive force behind it the right the right velocity and the right angle uh, but it should be possible but uh, by all the math we've run it's and then he taps the quill against the paper it's like so that's the problem the math assumes moves it through the air says but in actuality taps the quill against the paper he goes but so right there all of our figures are just out of whack out of alignment they, they don't they don't work at all but and then he moves the quill really quickly and he punctures right through the paper. He goes, in theory, if there was a way to pierce the hole, then he pulls the quill back out and this time he slides it right back through the hole easily. Very suggestive. Uh, he goes, then theoretically the original math should 
work now. Does that make sense? Like, like we just need to find a way to put the hole in the piece of paper, and then the the, the math works. I see. And so I don't know how to really. This metaphor is about as far as we've gotten with it. Fair enough. And I assume that the stuff that you've been looking into to try and poke a hole in the sheet of paper that is planar boundary uh, hasn't proved fruitful. Not yet, but uh, we labored on it for years trying to solve it, and in a couple weeks, Casimir and I have made more progress. Granted, uh, well, really, Docent. Thank you, Docent. You are very welcome. I am here to assist. Docent has gotten us really far, so, you know, it took us a long time to go from zero to one, but now we've kind of gone from one to three faster than I could have hoped, so. That's amazing. I'm... I think so. I'm astounded by the by the process. I'm sorry that I'm not here to help with it. This is a... I'm already getting jealous just thinking about the problems that I could knock my head against, but... Well, try not to be too jealous. You get to live in a big fancy ship, and uh, I have to share a room with Sierra, who is very kind. But also, we have to be house guests. So, Docent, don't tell this part. Privacy, as requested, to share you know a living space with Casimir. So. Isn't, shouldn't privacy be the default <laughs> the default setting is inform Casimir of all ongoings don't tell Casimir I said that <laughs> affirmative okay well oh I would like to spend time with you guys at some point hopefully uh, next time I have a, another break and I'm not out delivering invitations so well there's apparently a wedding coming up so this is true but I won't be able to work on this without upsetting some guests. But it'll still be good to uh, spend time with you all, all the same. I don't know whether Eden will be attending. I hope she can. Uh, I know even though we didn't really leave on the best of terms necessarily. Aster is doing a lot better though, and she will be there. Really? <laughs> wow. Eden... Not surprising, Aster. Surprising in the best way. Couldn't have said it better myself. I have... Well, I have a few more stops to make in Sigil, but there is one more uh, extra planar stop that I must make. So, All right, well, feel I won't me. keep you, but... Oh, docent, um, privacy, one more time. Affirmative. Listen. Casimir is very smart. And he's also an ass. I know that... He, I don't think he's been telling anyone exactly what's going on here. But he definitely talks to other people in our wheelhouse semi-regularly. Right. So, just... I don't know if there are any better options, but just keep that, you know... Take that well. under advisement, so to speak. I guess keep an ear close to the ground and then make sure that nothing important is getting out. And I sincerely hope nothing does. Yeah, he's not as subtle as he thinks he is, so I think we're okay, but... I didn't realize he thought he was subtle. He thinks he's a lot of things. Hmm. I do agree with you on that. All of the robots okay. are the same degree of sassy. <laughs> it's so good. Except for Sierra. There's only one Austin who plays them all, so... <laughs> But even I'll like, give Caleb another Vera, hug. You know, like that whole conversation had big, uh, 
don't be competent, Davy, and it's not a good look on you energy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we do love that. All right. And uh, I will, as I will keep to my word, and I'll uh, say goodbye to Sierra before goodbye, I go. Sierra, fantastic. And uh, that leaves you with, I think, perhaps one call mm. and one visit left. What's the one call person you know where is... they are? One person you don't know where they are. If I remember. Oh, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if Kiana would have wanted me to do this. Uh, did fin- the question is did Finbar write a uh, an invitation? Definitely. Okay. I will. I will ask Kiana if that's okay for me to if it's okay for me to try and contact Ioni. Yeah, of course. Um, all right. Let me know if you figure out where she is. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, all right, then one last sending on on the way to Mechanus. Okay. Uh, hello, Ioni. This is Virla. I am a friend of Kiana's. Um, I would like to meet with you for a good reason. A wedding. You're invited. Let me know what might be a convenient place. You can also say no. You mentioned that you had yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm. I, 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 throughout the entire conversation, I'm like, I don't know if I should be the one <laughs> trying to send out first probes when I'm going into cell cast phone. sending. Yeah. Uh, you cast sending. You've never had sending fail before mm. because it basically always works. So there's a weird moment where you're like, is she not answering? It doesn't feel right. But I think the same way you've been able to tell when Mistra has heard you, there is a similar feeling of like, oh, people who get the message and don't respond at least heard me. The spell went mm-hmm. through. This is a weird, like, you basically just spoke aloud to the air. No one heard. Oh. Well, I'll definitely be telling Kiana that. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> is she off plane? Like, is she out of the planescape? Sending doesn't. <laughs> she, she's the only one. She's <laughs> she the already first punched astronaut. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, she's the Too quill late. that pokes the hole. Um, All right, well. Uh, yeah, so that's where you leave it. Okay, you also, I'll did you also Keanu. tell me about the Nautiloid in the Beastlands, or what? I'll, I'll, once I meet up I with I assume Keanu the conversation person, asking about Aoni was had before he even left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 As opposed to ascending. Okay, Kiana, it's me real quick. Do you mind if I call your old bestie? Maybe tried to kill you a couple times. Hold on, I've got her on the other line. Say hi. (laughs) Puts two sending stones together. But yeah, once I I meet with Kiana in person, I'll I'll update her on the the Nautiloid and then also let her know that, strangely, the sending to Ioni failed. Oh! Yeah, it was strange. All right. Mechanist. Fucking smart Austin home away from home at this point a place you've been to many times the sanctum of maxim you let yourself in yeah speak the code word emerson emerson uh and i will let myself in all right uh last time i think i just kind of went i I, could, I actually don't remember i'll wait in the lobby because i'm just trying to keep that courtesy anyway so a, a minute or two passes Tense silence, and then the familiar sound of metal feet on hard stone floor. Maxim enters. 
Mirla. To what do I owe a surprise? Hello, Maxim. Uh, I would like first to let you know that uh, your staff worked wonderfully, and I'm very appreciative of the upgrades that you had installed in it. Uh, secondly, I'm glad to inform you that the mission that I had embarked on with the rest of the Paraspora proved successful, and most of the old crew of the Paraspora is alive and well. And a good portion of that is... I think Viral is kind of lying, because I don't think he actually used the Staff of the Clockwork Swarm during that, but he'll... he'll be... he'll be nice. And a good portion of that is thanks to you. You flatter me. It is not my staff, but yours. That transaction is complete. I am glad I was able to aid you with your endeavor, however. I am to assume that even though you are accompanied by none of your kinsmen, that all are well. They are. Yes, they are out uh, doing odd jobs and errands for a... <laughs> this is kind of sad to say. Uh... An uncharacteristically happy occasion, and I go and hand him the invitation. Uncharacteristic indeed. It is rare that an adventurer is able to voluntarily, peacefully leave the life behind them for something greater. My Congratulations are extended to Finbar and this lease. I hope that they are very happy. Unfortunately, I will not be able to attend. I figured something as much. The invitation was more a symbolic gesture, an official invitation, quite literally. Uh, I do have another gift for you, though. I will hand him one sending stone. Um, it's not a perfect fix, but if you would like at all to be in some way, shape, or form present at the ceremony, we can communicate via these, and I hold up the other half. He accepts it, says. Your flattery extends beyond what is necessary. I am appreciative of the gesture here, but know that the lengths to which you go are well they are not required of you no I, I, I figured not as much but it is what I wish to do as a friend hmm. I feel it pertinent to point out that before any misunderstanding is made. I am aware that you have clearly changed in these last weeks. And he glances down to the medallion that's hanging off your side. With the symbol of Mistral on it. You asked me once what I considered of those I once spoke of as god-botherers. I told you that I thought the greatest of them were not chosen, but born with destiny. 
seems to be that perhaps you are one of those few. If that is the case, and this road is set before you to be taken whether you choose or not, though it is a road I will not follow down again, I suppose just then to clear up any confusion, uh, I might understand that I cannot avail of your services anymore. Certainly not. I would be happy to assist you in any services that you may require in the future. If you wish to avail of my friendship, or more, then I have fear that is now an incompatible future. I see. It Thank you for your honesty. To you. I'm sorry, sorry, what did you say? He says, I do not say this to sadden you. No, I, I know you don't. But I thank you for your honesty. I will be sure to avail of your services in the future. And... If this is truly what you wish, then I will also be sure to withhold my friendship. It will take some time. Relationships are two-sided. It is far from what I wish. It is only what I perceive as necessary. I, th I thank you then for indulging me on this then. I kind of give a slight bow and then I start to walk away. Um, before Could I, I leave... What'd you say? Uh, what were you going to say first? He says, Could I ever convince you otherwise? That perhaps the path you walk is one you should reconsider. If I was born into it, I don't know if there's much else I can do. But even if I wasn't... Try. You of all people, asking for change. saw those unable to change accept their fates gladly, despite the pain it caused. I would never forgive myself if I did not at least attempt to see it through differently. I understand. And I am sorry for any pain that I might have that I might have unearthed for you. But you had mentioned, and I say this as I'm walking away like a badass, um, <laughs> you had mentioned that it was surprising to see me change. And I agree that when we had first met, and even before, availing of the services of a god was not one that I had intended on doing at all. Perhaps fate is not the only thing one can strive to rebel against. The nature of one's being can change. The circumstances of one's situation can be recontextualized. Old painful memories always have a chance to be supplanted with better ones. I learned that the hard way. It is my wish that 
perhaps that journey for you will not be as painful. I'd like for you to make me a persuasion check. And I'd like for you to do it with advantage. Ooh. This is hey, most audience, we know how this happened last time. <laughs> <laughs> that was a 2 and an 18. Woo! So, 16. He simply nods. Let us both hope for a better future for the other. I hold up the sending stone again. I hope to hear from you when I walk out. Don't lose my number, babe. <laughs> sure. Uh, all right. Well, that, that sucked. <laughs> that was very unamicable or amicable by by non-breakup standards. <laughs> and with that, we conclude yeah. the story, oh. Dearla. Unless there's one other thing you'd like to take care of. Well, no. I guess just to just to get, I, I guess put a, a formal bow on it. I'll return to Sigil. I'll drop off. Um, Davion and Athos, and then the rest of the letters, I believe, go to all, like various members of the the Searing Tongue. Um, yeah. I'll make my way to Feywild as well and deliver those invitations as well, and, and risk oh. the memory loss. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, like I probably delivered enough. them. Just I don't have. Just make me a wisdom anymore. saving throw. Make me a wisdom yeah. saving throw. Oh, oh, twenty-two. Uh, uh. Oh, you're totally fine. Yeah, totally good. So yeah, easy enough. I look in my I look at my satchel. I don't see the invitations from the Fey Wild, and I look around wildly, and they're, they're behind me on the desk. <laughs> oh, okay. And that's it. Fantastic. Close. And with that, we come to uh, a little about a week later, about as long as it takes for Virla to finish delivering his invitations. Uh, I would say, let's say, in fact, just a little before Virla returns, Kiana. I do believe you find yourself in need of a wedding gift. Hell yeah. Yes. Yes, I, I've been racking my brains. You know, it's it's a little bit complicated. I'm worried about Finbar. I mean, I'm obviously not worried about his ability to defend himself. But yes, I am always, all the time, uh, about everybody. Uh, so that's been something I've been thinking. But sadly, you can't just buy somebody security for their wedding uh, and the rest of their life after that. Unless you're marrying it, which I guess is Elise's strategy. Anyway, the long story short is that my second plan was food. Uh, <laughs> and I managed to catch wind of an interesting possibility uh, that I need to... Uh, some hijinks need to ensue to get the ingredients for this one. You um, are going to need some specific for... What is this... this delicious gift that you intend to give uh, to yes. Finbar and Elise. Yes, the thing that I found all by myself and was definitely not <laughs> messaged by the DM, who actually knows how 5e works, unlike me. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is a homebrew from a, from a magazine, but oh, for real. it's appropriate. Uh, well, the item is called Memory Chocolate. Uh, it requires oh. me to acquire uh looks like cacao beans from the Feywild, I believe. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and then there's like a so, fermentation process and a whole bunch of other stuff to turn it into actual chocolate. This is true to life. It's very hard to turn cacao beans into chocolate in real life. Uh, but the way that it works... Fortunately, you do know a good alchemist. I do know a good alchemist, so I'm going to oh be hitting up our, our bestie cobalt <laughs> friend in the little yeah. alleyway with a roof on it because I trust nobody more uh, <laughs> with the things that somebody's going to be putting in their bodies. Uh, Hell yeah. All the best chefs I know are already invited to the wedding. They would spoil the surprise. Um, 
So, uh, should I explain what memory chocolate does, or is that going to be a fun surprise for later? <laughs> uh, why don't we, we'll, we'll go over what it does when you deliver it. But Great. for now, we open in the Feywild, beautiful purple and red-leaved trees. Mm-hmm. There are the, the sound of a babbling brook, literally like babbling nearby. It's like <laughs> nearby as you walk <laughs> past it. Weird. <laughs> uh, you don't really know what your, you, you know how to get to the Feywild because yeah. you've walked there before mm-hmm. and you know how to get from where you walk to uh, the village of Hundkiln. However, you don't know where you're supposed to be finding these uh, cacao beans. So right. instead you're going to have to probably enlist the help of a guide who, maybe a ranger who knows uh, her way around. Yeah, my, my plan is to find Finbar's home village and seek out luck because I will need plenty of luck where I am going. Yes, love. love. I knew that. <laughs> we met once and I was drunk. Because you're going to need a lot of love where you're going. I'm also going to need a lot of that because yeah, I'm like, well. yeah. Good old Adelaide, AK love. So, yeah. So, we can skip to you walk through the forest and arrive at Hoonkiln. Uh, fearable children. They, like, seem to grow like weeds every time you see them. They are taller. Huh. And they're very excited to see you all hanging on. And everyone gives you a it's just a very big, happy welcome. Everyone's happy to see Finbar's friend back. You're basically family here at this point. Rules. And uh, you, uh, what do you say to, you find love kind of like assembling arrows. What do you, uh, what do you say to her? Hey, um, so if you aren't too busy, I was hoping I could get your help with a project I'm doing for Finbar's wedding. The invitations for that should have gone out last week, I think. Uh, uh, actually, yeah, we just, uh, we just got the meat. Oh, thank goodness. This would have been really awkward <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. I mean, um, for us, it was last month, but, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, chocolate. Uh, I thought that would be something fun to do for Finbar and Elise. Uh, and I found this really cool recipe. I don't know how to make it. It's not really my thing. But, uh, I need cacao beans for it, and they grow here, but I don't know what they look like or anything else about them. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not sure what it is. Uh, she kind of gives, gives a little snort um, and says, Jacqueline, yeah, that's a, that seems a pretty appropriate gift for, uh, for Finbar. Okay, yeah, I know where, I think I know where we could find some. Let's, uh, you ready to go now? Yeah, let's do it. All right, perfect. We, uh, if we go now, we should be able to come back by dark. So, uh, why don't you, uh, uh, you don't have anything, uh, you got everything on you? Yep, I travel light. Oh, you travel, yeah, you travel light, all right. Uh, arrows into the quiver, over the shoulder, um, and says, uh, all right, let's be off. Thank you. You guys travel for a couple hours. There is, there's a lot in your way because the Feywild is a place of, overflowing life so as you walk by you can almost see vines and grasses growing in front of you mm-hmm. and you get the sense that if you were bushwhacking your uh, your way through here yourself that this would you probably get turned around multiple times and this would be a really hard endeavor fortunately though this is literally what love does basically for a living so yeah. she's able to lead you pretty easily uh often through uh as she goes as you both go though um you go at one point there's kind of this ledge and uh 
Well, she's pretty tall, but I assume you actually are able to scale it more easily than her. Yeah, I'm just walking up it. Yeah, she like starts to pull out like a like a rope to kind of climb up, and <laughs> you just walk right up the side. <laughs> oh, um, all right. Then. Would you take this up for me? Sure. Hand you the other end of the rope. You just walk you it all up. <laughs> bring it up. She climbs up really quickly, hand over hand. Uh, whew. all right. Starts to wrap it around her hand and says, uh, so, uh, not to, uh, not to pry, but, um, if you don't mind my asking how you, uh, doing with, uh, well, knowledge that, uh, how you doing with the fact that Finbar is getting married? It's exciting. Um, I've never really known anyone who got married before, so I'm not entirely sure how it's supposed to go, but I... I figure I can just kind of follow everyone's lead and I won't mess anything up too badly, you know? You say that, you look at her, you have a very high passive insight. And yes, uh, after you answer in that way, you kind of get this, like she kind of gives like a, a look that says that you answered technically, but not like what she was actually looking for. And you realize that really her question was that she was too shy to directly ask outright is, how are you doing with the fact that Finbar's leaving? Oh, nightmare scenario. <laughs> um, there's been just, a- anyway, so you see that's like what she meant. Okay, I get it. Um, uh, with Finbar, I think, I think it's fine. You know, I, I think he, he knows exactly what he's doing, what he wants. You know, we're still gonna be able to see him. We're, we, we still have the ship, we can, we can say hi whenever we want. And if he needs our help, we can help him out. So I'm not, I'm not too worried about him, I think. Um, but, I've never been on this side of the people leaving before, and, uh, it's weird. <laughs> um, we, we, you know, we talked about family, I think, the last time we were here. It's a little bit fuzzy. I remember it mostly, but that was really strong wine. <laughs> yeah, um, no, fa oh, <laughs> I'm gonna say, under best of circumstances, Feywild does it to you. Uh, you had... Fair wild wine into that, then it gets a little, uh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't really have... What I grew up in wasn't really a family, and I didn't really have one. I'm not sure I do now. It doesn't really feel like it's my decision. Um, but when I left, it was so easy. Because there wasn't anything there, and... I don't think that's what this is for Finbar. I think, you know, he's going from one thing to another and none of us are leaving his life. You know, when he when he left here, you guys didn't stop being his family and I think that's going to happen with us too. Um, so Finbar is not the one I'm worried about. <laughs> then who are you worried about? Ooh. So how well did you talk to Danny when we were here? <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> I don't know. She seems pretty resource. She seems uh, pretty resourceful. Oh, you don't she's... think uh, she'll be able to make it work? Oh no, I I think, I think she'll make anything work. Um, that's kind of that's what scares part of the problem. me. Well, oh, I don't know. She's so smart, and I'm really not. So a lot of this I don't really understand. But um, Danny kind of does have a family, and uh, we don't get along with him really well and I think that's ah. really upsetting her <laughs> um Tom between two places well you know who might know something about all that hmm Finbar 
Yeah, yeah, probably. I just don't want to stress him out. It's like two weeks before his wedding or months in Feywild time. He, no, he's, it, it might be two days. We, we actually have to get going pretty soon. Oh! But, uh, <laughs> no, no, don't, don't, don't worry. It's, yeah, you know, yeah. you never know. But, yeah. uh, anyway, uh, for, for us, it's, it's less volatile because we're from here, you know? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't stress him out before his wedding because he has a tendency to put too much on those big shoulder space. Mm-hmm. So, I understand that, but, uh. How much do you know about what the hunter does here? Not a lot. That's my job, the hunter. Yeah, uh, we talked about this a little bit, but again, I've never had that much wine before in my entire <laughs> life, so I don't really know what happened. <laughs> hunter's job is to range, and that's uh, that's usually has to deal with just, you know, there's lots of big baddies out in the Feywild that uh, seek to do harm to people trying to live in peace. <laughs> but... It's also about, um, it's also about uh, bringing new perspectives in, because uh, we're one big family at Hunkyun, but uh, the time, sometimes that means to, sometimes it just means people are talking to the same people over and over again, and uh, it's my job to go between them and go between the outside world. and. What I'm just trying to say is, uh, I don't want to overstep my place, but um, oh, I think that uh, you shouldn't let any concerns you have just kind of fester in yourself. You should put them out there for everybody to know. I don't know if that's the thing you normally do anyway. but mm, Normally I do, but this one's a lot harder to talk about. <laughs> I, uh, it shows. Yeah. Um, I had this friend. Uh, I still have this friend. I don't know where she is right now, but we grew up together, and when I left, I think it really hurt her a lot more than I realized. And I was hoping I could talk to her about this, but, you know, she's it's a big planescape. She's hard to track down. Um, but I didn't get it at all when she came to find me. I, I thought leaving was so easy, and now, <laughs> now I have something, and the thought of it, the people in it leaving really scares me, and it's almost like if I say it to them, it'll make it true, so. But, that's a problem for later, so let's find some chocolate. You guys, she gives a nod, walk in comfortable silence for a little while longer. The most comfortable. (laughs) You come to uh, this grove kind of area. Now, the trees in much of the Feywild grow tall and thick, lots of space between them for uh, other things to be growing in the the canopy covers, but, you know, the regular real-world ecological physics don't apply. Life here abounds. Mm. So as you come to this area, you notice it's a little more clear than a lot of it. There are trees massive ones that cloud out the the canopy above you but here there are smaller trees that are more on par with what you would see and i mean that what even what you're familiar with from you know the feywild i'm oh, sorry from the material plane and stuff like that just normal sized trees growing underneath this absolutely massive canopy and you see growing in and around these shaded parts of these trees what you can only assume to be the cacao beans Ooh. that's them there 
So, uh, how much do you need? How much do I need? That's a good question. Uh, probably as much as Why I can. Maybe just take care. like a whole bunch. Yeah, let's take a whole bunch. Let's just take a whole bunch. Uh, you go up and uh, it's like you gotta climb like maybe ten feet into the tree to like get one, but cool. again, easy, easy for you. Go ahead and uh, make a perception check. Oh, beautiful. I would love to make a perception check. I'd love for you to make a perception check. We were getting a little too comfortable around here. All right. This die's a bit of a wild card, which is what dice. You think we're going to go this whole time without a dice roll? <laughs> Ooh, that's an 11. 11? As you climb up, you hear a... <laughs> and then you feel like a gust of wind kind of move past you. And the cacao that you just plucked off the branch is just gone. Oh no! I need a whole bunch of those, I think. <laughs> you okay. kind of look around. You don't see anything. Hmm. All right. Let's see, what can I do? Oh no. It's been so long since I played D&D. <laughs> Where are my buttons? <laughs> I mean, there's more in the tree. There's, like, the one that was just there just got taken from you, but... Uh, I will certainly try to grab a second one. <laughs> All right, make another perception check. Yes. Good. Eventually. 18. 18. All right, let's see. Uh, that's a natural one. As... <laughs> You go to grab this one, your reflexes now, sh like, you know, kind of turned on from the last one. You're not normally surprised. It's very weird for you. Yeah. Uh, but as you go to grab this next one, you see uh, this running up the tree and then trying to grab it from you, but you're able to, like, kind of grab onto its wrist before it gets away. You see there's this, uh, it's about, like, a foot and a half tall. It's got deep blue skin. It's got... <laughs> You know those elf hats that are like long? It's got like long pointy hair. It looks like the Patriots logo with like the long point silver hair going huh. off the back. Just straight point uh, going out the back. It's got these glowing yellow eyes. It's got it's got this like dapper little green tunic on with oh. these like little shorts and stuff. That's sweet. Um, and you catch this thing. It looks at you and immediately begins like vibrating. Uh, I'd love for you to please roll initiative. Uh, okay. Cool. Nice. Up until the green tunic, you were describing a Smurf, Austin. <laughs> yeah, I. I think its hat, its hair is not a hat. Its uh, hair goes like straight back. Oh, that was its hair. A long okay, point. Gotcha. So like some of the worst designs for Quicksilver. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you mean the best. Yeah. Oh my god, that was really bad. That's an eleven. My dice tray has too many dice in it. All right, I that's all the good rolls. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> on your letter out. distribution simulator. Yeah. <laughs> Kiana, don't fight anyone in her uh, personal vignette challenge. She's a boss. <laughs> think I'm not going to ever fight something? Yeah, there's not All a whole right. lot else we can do. It's like, okay, that's we got fair, the freeform talking out of the way. Do you have another 40 minutes of that in you? <laughs> All right, course. roll initiative. Yeah. Okay, so True. Adelaide, good, good old love, roll the three. Kiana, you got an 11? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, she rolled a total of three. Oh, yes, well. And the quicklings rolled <laughs> very clever. Yeah, we got the quicklings a little thing. rolled uh, a twenty-six. Oh well, okay. So Oof. they're gonna go first. Is in the tree right next to you, huh. and they are all gonna go. So each of them has a speed of one hundred and fifty, uh, one hundred twenty feet. Yeah. Good God, oh man! My God, they're, they're, they're called quicklings. Yeah. 
quickly. <laughs> so now we're going to use passive perception. So what is your passive perception, Kiana? My passive perception is what I learned in summer vacation. 15. <laughs> All right, fantastic. So we've got first one is going to boogie right underneath you and is going to make a slight of hand check against you. So he's going to roll uh, and add eight to this. He rolls a natural one. So he goes, you see, he goes to grab, uh, what? So, uh, magic items that you've got right now. You've got oh, two swords, I believe, uh, a dragon belt. I feel like uh, I should really only have brought one of those swords, but I'll take it. Uh, uh, you don't, you don't have to have brought it if you just want to have the normal one on you. I think I still, I don't have Endelians with me cause, uh, still Go. feels a little bit weird. Uh, but yes, I have the gauntlets, the slippers, uh, my quarter staff. I've got a bunch of stuff they could be stealing. Um, the manual of bodily health I still have because it's recharging for the next 100 years. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, so he, uh, that guy goes Potions. ahead and misses. This Sour. guy's gonna go, he's gonna roll. Um, that's a 15. What's your uh, passive perception? is 15. 15, right? Okay, so he also does not pickpocket anything off of you. This guy's gonna go. That's another 15. He Can't misses. they just hit me? This is weird. And then. Uh, there we go. No. That's a 25. Ah. So he's going to go. He's going to lift that. Um, you've got a potion on you, right? Maybe a I do, yes. I have a potion of force resistance. Oh, uh, cool. So he's going to take that potion of force resistance right off of you. Ah. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you want to make any attack of opportunity at them. You obviously can. I would love to make attacks of just opportunity on, I guess, only one of them. Yes, just one of them. Then I'll, uh, I'll hit the one that just tried to steal from me. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Uh, go ahead, please make an attack roll at disadvantage. Oh, God. Uh, yes, sure. Blurred movement. Attack rolls against the quickling have disadvantage unless its speed is zero. Nightmare scenario. Okay. Uh, just a normal unarmed strike, I think. Yep. Or I could be having my sword out. How about a dirty 20? For at disadvantage? Record, yes, the other one would have been a 30, so you're welcome. Okay. Go ahead, roll damage for this guy. Okay, that's 2d6 plus seven. Okay, uh, that's 10 slashing damage. Uh, this one grabs the potion and then you boom, uh, cut it, it poofs into sparkles and uh, just an empty tunic falls to the ground and uh, along with the potion of force resistance because that totally uh, killed that smurf. Can I catch nice. the potion or is it just going bye-bye? Uh, we'll say it, it hit the ground. Um, you just use your reaction to hit him. So okay, uh, then the last one's going to stab you three times. There we go. See? This or I understand. Stab you. Okay. Okay, that is... Um... <laughs> Why can't I ever roll this good in a combat that's important? <laughs> uh, a 22, a 23, and a 24. All of them hit? Nothing about this is unimportant. Uh, She's trying to do a favor for a buddy. She's trying to make her friend yes. feel special. This is the I'm real celebrating stakes. my bad feelings. Nine nine points of slashing of piercing damage. Total? Ten oh. points of piercing damage. Wait, nine and then ten? And so nineteen plus another six. Yikes. So twenty five. Twenty five points of piercing damage. Ow. Scary. Okay. And cool. They have not managed to steal anything off of you. In fact, you killed one, but you're now in melee with one of them and uh, love standing next to you. That ends their turn. You're up. Great. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to use my. Is it my bonus action to summon my arms of the astral self? It's in here somewhere. Um, yes. It's bonus action. 
Yes. Actually, no, I'm going to use my bonus action to enter a rage. Yes. <laughs> I would love to not take st stabbing damage again. <laughs> this guy pulls out the smallest dagger you've ever seen, like a little toy dagger. And he goes, <laughs> and then it does more damage than Endelian did. <laughs> yes, it stabbed like um, he is so fast that he just, just stabs immediately where you're not protecting just, and ah! just, just three clean. No, nothing off, uh, well, you wear no armor, but like no. nothing off of bone or anything, just three flesh wounds immediately Ow. from this tiny little thing. Uh, and he just cackles like Stitch. Just like, ah! That's so annoying. <laughs> All right, first attack, greater silver sword. Ah! <laughs> it screams as you raise a huge sword at it. <laughs> well, uh, we'll see. Cool, get... uh, you have disadvantage to hit because uh -huh. he's- uh, Yeah, he's but I do get two tries uh, this You do get two tries. Action. Uh, and uh, raging doesn't do anything to this, right? Does it? Uh, you could reckless attack if you wanted to. That would but then they would be hitting against... me with advantage. This no. is correct. Okay, hold on. All right, that's another dirty 20. <laughs> I rolled okay, a nine. Uh, okay, so that's 2d6 plus seven damage. Are any of the others within like range of me? Uh, that is 11 points of slashing damage. Poof. Cool. Four Ow, more. Uh, yeah, but they're all super far away. Oh, not they that far away, far actually. Away. Hold on. So I use my bonus action to rage and my action to attack, and I have one more attack per action. So can I move and then, like... You have one more attack from your attack action. So yeah, you can move and then uh, slash a dude. And their location on the map is accurate to where they are? Their location on the map is accurate to where they are? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Hacha! All right, second attack. Roll at disadvantage. Yeah. Come on, roll badly. There we go. Well, good. This, this was bad in two ways. I rolled two threes, which means uh, 14. Uh, that does not hit. Ah. Uh. They're, they've got plus six to their dexterity. Their AC is... Fine. Okay. Well, that was my movement, my action, and my bonus action. So let's go. Cool. So uh, Love is just going to pull an arrow and make a shot at... This one that's way far over here. She's gonna do that at disadvantage. And let's go ahead and see. She makes uh, two ranged attacks with her longbow. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a natural two on the first one at disadvantage. No, love. Uh, and that's a one and a two love. on those other dice. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. And then uh, it's gonna come back to their turn. Oh goody. Does love have like healing abilities or am I on my own with this one? No. Okay, cool. She can do like medicine checks to stabilize you. Great. Cool. So this one that love shot is going to roll up past her and her passive perception is 15. So he's gonna try and steal the quiver of arrows off of her back. Oh no. no. A sleight of hand check? Yeah, he just runs up, unbuckles oh. it and runs away with What's this Looney Tunes uh, ass arrows. combat? So there's- These things are a nightmare. 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. Every time one passes by you. 90. 95, 100. Do your Roadrunner impression again, Noah. What? 25, 110, 115, 120. Right up I over there. I can't do like the, 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 like the... Yeah, the, like, the, the sound they clearly must have made with like a drum or something. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> are you two, Are you trying to do the Roadrunner? Yeah. Yeah. I thought you meant the, like, like a, the... Uh, beep beep. Everyone break out your Roadrunner impressions while I roll some more sleight of hand. Cool. So, uh, this guy is going to 
dab you and then run. They, they don't have yet. Also, you do have to add Not... the sound effect. It's required by law. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, no. Three, three stabs from this guy, and then he's going to run away from you and just okay. hope that you miss him again. Roll them, uh, roll them to hits, baby. Uh, cool. Uh, that's a dirty 20, a dirty 20, and a 23. Okay, all three of those are going to hit again. I can't believe I'm hitting with the quicklings. I hate they this. Have, they have, he has a lower to hit than Endelion. Gotta go fast. All right, just tell me what the but damage is. But you are going to resist all this damage as the the spirits of Suji envelops your body. That's six on the first one, down to three. Okay. Tolerable. Six down to three. Okay. I'll just do them all at once. this chick's pockets. And oh, wait, I think I... Sorry, I think I did that incorrect. Uh, I did the math wrong, though, but that's fine. Uh, you only missed one point of damage, so... Um, and then seven down to three. So nine total. Okay. Uh, I suppose so, yes. Yeah, I'm just adding it all. Okay, cool. cool. And then he's going to run away from you. Uh, so if you have anything, if you want to do a reaction, you can... Yes, I would love to use my reaction to slap him. At disadvantage. You could also use your reaction to do the, like, burst thing if you wanted to. I don't know if you'd rather attack him with oh, 2D yeah. or... Actually, it, yeah. Actually, let me... Let me be rules lawyery. If oh. you wanted to use your reaction on the very first blow, then mm. he would only have dealt three points of damage to you. Good so your point. your choice on yeah. So want. they have to make a strength saving throw, DC seventeen. It's not a roll to hit or anything. Fantastic. Oh, it's a strength save. Just Ooh, a strength that's save. Good. Fuck. I thought it was dexterity. You can Shit. roll. It might be good. <laughs> Shit. Shit. <laughs> Should have said anything. I was like, this guy's got evasion. Good. Of course he has evasion. Good yoinker. Uh. Wow, cool, all right, strength save. Oh, good, he has a minus three to these. Excellent. It's still possible. If he rolls a natural 20, he'll meet it. He rolled He rolled an 18, minus three is 15. Oh, what a shame. It's DC 17. Let me get my second D8 out. Cool, um, how many points of damage is he going to take on this? He's going to take 2D8 points of force damage and gets pushed 10 feet away. All right, well, we'll see if he survives it. Where the hell is Al? He has 10 hit twice. points. Okay. Well, he's down seven on the first die. All right, one or two, one or two. Two. <laughs> He has no point left. He's alive! He He's books, alive. Uh, alive. He stabs you two more times and he books it out of there. Ow, wow. And I cannot emphasize this enough. Me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, 110. It's been a while since we had like one media property really permeate a section. There are speedy They're boys. So There's only like three jokes we can You don't make. even know what's coming. All right, cool. Uh, sleight of hands. This, this guy's gonna go Sonic. try to relieve you of your dragon hide belt real quick. Okay. Oh no. Uh, that is a natural three, so he's not gonna make it. Cool. And then this guy is going to try to take. Uh, well, you're holding your sword. Yes. And you've got your slippers on, so I'm gonna say neither of those are viable targets. Honestly, thank uh, goodness. <laughs> uh, you. What else do you have? You have the the. Let me pull up you my have the manual on you, and what other in important items might you have? Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> the spell jamming helm is listed, but I don't think that counts. That's your death. You're not uh, carrying that. I have a potion of hill giant strength. I have a ring of water walking. <laughs> um, I'm also wearing the gauntlets. Uh, I think. Oh, yeah. I'd say he couldn't take those off of you either. Right. Um, uh, well, that, if seems, he wants... that seems silly. Belt is one thing, but... If he wants the 600 gold pieces worth of loose diamonds I constantly carry on my person, those are still an uh, option. Oh, no! Oh, diamond! Yeah, no, he's definitely going to take all I those diamonds. I have diamonds and, oh. and a sapphire. Um, he's going to try to take the bag of diamonds. Oh, oh no. Yikes. Uh, that is a 25 it's the to keep your passive perception. So... <laughs> Shut the fuck up, door! 5, 10, 15, 20... 30, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60. 
That is that dude over there. He's running away with your diamonds. That will end <laughs> their turn. Kiana, you're up. Great. I love this. <laughs> Come on, guys. All right. How far away are they? Jesus. Gotta go fast. All Thank right. You, I got it. Um, Damn, if only one of the, the closer ones had, had stolen, they would have been so far away. All right. Is the one that's just robbed me the one that's, like, closest to me to the south? He is the one that's closest to you, yeah. It was the furthest uh, 10, one 15, away. 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45. No! Uh, okay. Bonus action dash. I can use my bonus action step of the wind. Uh, I Then I won't be able to use my arms, but honestly, I don't need them right now. Um, yeah, I will... Uh, I will bonus action step of the wind and just close that distance. So do it. Uh, Fifty. Nope. Come on. Figure it out. Hold on. It's being weird. There we go. Fifty-five. Okay. Great sword swing number one. Ooh. Okay. Does a fifteen hit? Fifteen will miss. Okay. Second attack. Second attack. See if you get those diamonds back. I really would like them back. Okay. Oh, okay. How about a 24? <laughs> 24 is going to hit. Let's Thank see you. if you do enough damage. It's uh, almost impossible for you not to, I think. The, yeah, let's see. It is how much fucking? Uh, 2d6 plus 7. So it's not impossible for me to fuck this up. You need to roll two ones and he'll live. Eh. He's dead. Uh, that's <laughs> 12 points of damage. Poof. Do you want to interaction pick up your... Yes, please. Uh, yeah, all right. You interaction pick up the diamonds. Uh, by the way, this dude was not going to hang around yeah. to, like, attack you more. He was just going to run off the edge of the map and disappear into the woods. Okay. I have a cunning so. plan for next round. <laughs> I hope so. Cool. Uh, does that end your turn? Uh, that was my movement, my bonus action, and both of my attacks. So, yes. All right. Uh, Love has... Uh, no more arrows. So she is going to dash over to this guy if she can. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. She's 10 feet away. <laughs> Just squares up, like trying to corner a cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, best of luck. God, too. I fucking hate these things. Trying oh, to man, that ends her turn. I'll write these quick ones. Hedgehog. Cool, so uh, you've got diamonds back. I'm gonna say you're holding the diamonds. I'm so holding them in my hand. That. I was considering but, uh, making their job slightly harder by pouring some of them out. <laughs> I don't know if you would permit me to have done that. I love how Kiana You wanna has pour no... out diamonds on the ground? I wanna sprinkle just a few of them. Okay. Uh, like Wiley Coyote feeding birds. Go, how, how many? How, so how many? You have what? Six hundred gold. Six hundred gold pieces worth of okay. diamonds. How many hundreds of gold pieces would you like to sprinkle? Let's do two hundred. Two hundred. Okay. Go ahead and make a deception check for me, and Certainly. I will. I'm gonna set the DC. Uh, they're easily distracted, so <laughs> I'm gonna set it's normally like a ten. Now, they're not stupid either so i like to let me check their intelligence it's not even a before you roll i want to set this dc okay. they're telling they're they're um, average intelligence so they're not stupid like they know that it's harder for them to pick up a bunch of loose diamonds than to steal the bag that has more diamonds but they're also a little uh, their attention span's not great I'm not so bad go ahead roll me a deception <laughs> and we'll set it at a dc of 15. my deception is only plus one it's raw charisma i have no proficiency <laughs> how about a seven <laughs> 
Yeah. No. <laughs> you dump diamonds on the ground <laughs> and they look at each other and in hyper fast flash talk in uh, um, uh, Sylvan, yep. the Fey tongue. <laughs> it's like, look at this fucking idiot. <laughs> Trying to dump our diamonds, try to distract us. Uh, yeah, they're just gonna take stuff. <laughs> Jokes on them. Um, I don't care about material possessions. All right, let's go. Cool. So what, the first one's just gonna try and steal the rest of that bag from you. 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, and is going to make his sleight of hand check. Uh, ooh, what is that? Is that a six? That's a 14. That that fails. Passive perception, 15. Yep. Uh, he runs away. If you want to do an attack or opportunity, you got one. I think I'm going to save that for when I get stabbed next. Okay. Uh, or when one of them actually succeeds in stealing from me. Cool. He's going to go here and then this one is going to try and steal um you don't have a health potion or anything on you no uh, that would be too smart there's the book they're not that interested but they're not that smart they're not really interested in books they'd rather have i've got stuff. the bag of diamonds the and a sapphire yeah he's gonna steal, try and steal the sapphire from you so 60 and then he will do this that's the most cocked dice he's ever been uh, that'll that'll succeed on twenty one. Okay, then I use my reaction to attack of opportunity then when they try okay. to move out of my threatened area. Go ahead, disadvantage swing at him. Uh, disadvantage swing. Come on, it would be so funny. Uh, how about a seventeen? Seventeen will hit. Yeah, two d six plus seven. Two ones, two ones, two ones. Uh, sorry. It's like 16. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! You don't even hit this one with the blade. You just like the flat of the, with the sharp end of the blade. You yeah. just the flat end of the blade as this thing runs through and the clothes continue for another like 10 to 15 feet as the glitter dust of the body just past you like hitting a bird with your car. Jesus. And uh, the, the, the sapphire just tumbling through the grass here. Oh, I forgot I had uh, that. <laughs> fantastic. And uh, these last... Uh, these last, these last ones gonna. Add, Love doesn't have much on her, so he'll just stab her a bunch. Aww. No. <laughs> I rolled so well on every attack. Stop it! I don't point. have any way to heal Love if she gets fucked up. Oh man! I can't believe you're gonna do uh, this right before Finbar's wedding. Yeah, I took your sister on a quest right? to go get you some chocolate, but uh. <laughs> It's not bad. It's not good. She takes 20 points of damage, immediately just stabs her oh a bunch, and then runs away. She's going to try and hit him with... She does have a short sword, so oh, she'll try please. and take her opportunity attack at this Please, advantage. just come on. him up. Plus four to hit. Come on, girl. She rolled an 18 and a 19. Yeah! Now, she only... She, she cannot She cannot kill him, because it's a 1d6 plus two. Come on. She deals three damage, and he gets away. All right, Kiana. God, There's two guys you... left. What are you going to do? Okay, they're a little bit far away. That's fine. They I got are very this. far away. Okay. Five. Oh, I'm going to scoop up my sapphire on the way. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. Yeah, go for it. 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45. Oh, so close. Okay, fine. Bonus action, step of the wind. 50. 55. <laughs> okay, first attack. This one is already taking a little bit of damage, right? Ha! <laughs> Uh, Always a disadvantage. Oh my god. Okay, one of them like rolled up on the other dice and was a natural 20, but the other one wasn't and mm. was an 18. But like, I'm gonna count the one that rolled up on the other dice that was a 20 as cocked and re roll it. Alright, re roll it. Yeah, re roll a natural 20. Huh. Okay, we're still fine. It's like a 27 to hit. <laughs> I rolled a 16. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. 2 to 6 plus 7. I actually just can't survive this one because 
it already uh, took damage. This is the this is the different one. The oh, other never one mind. on the okay. left there is the one that got hit. Oh, bad news. Fifteen damage again. <laughs> it explodes. Um, okay. Just whack a mole. Yep. Great. Awesome. I still Man, have. Man, I really thought one of them was gonna make it off the map. I still have uh, some movement. Sixty. Sixty-five. Seventy. Seventy-five. Eighty. Eighty-five. 90 and that's all my movement uh so my last action is not going to my attack action isn't going to go anything oh i didn't scoop up my other diamonds i'll get them later it's fine um yeah love is not doing great so she's gonna sit this round out please do and then the quickling is going to uh he's gonna he's gonna line up he's gonna make one last play look at me i'm a target he's gonna try for the he's gonna try the big one he's gonna try for that belt oh if he does how tragic you're not attuned to the belt right because you're attuned to the, uh, the gauntlets and the sword and the slippers. Let me check. Uh, I'm currently listed as attuned to the silver sword. Yeah, I'm not attuned to the belt. Cool. Here we go. I'm going to roll in d20. He adds eight to this. Oh, my God. This so fun. seven or high, or I guess eight or higher. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh why there's so many rolls that I had to scroll through? Okay. Ooh, 25. He gets up. Here we go. Ready? We're going to see if he can make it off. No, I, have, I get my attack have, of opportunity. <laughs> Well, oh, that's true, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55. He takes it. 60, he gets here. I've ruled that they can't escape by, like, going to the nearest side, because otherwise they could, like, run up to you and get off. They have to go to the opposite side. So okay. He might yeah. be able to make it off this round. We'll see. Go ahead. You get one attack of opportunity. Uh, Does a 19 hit? A 19 does, of course, hit. Good. Well, I rolled an 8. I've been rolling really low on my low rolls, so... Okay. And that is <laughs> nearly max damage. Uh, that is going to be nice. 18 nice. points. So he extra explodes. Finish him. Yep, he just... <laughs> Perfectly bisected boom. straight up and down. Gone. Perfect. Yeah. You turn the sword vertically, yeah. and uh, two halves go <laughs> off in two different directions and explode into glitter. <laughs> It's like the fucking buster sword. Just like leverage does most of the work. <laughs> yeah. This sword is probably taller than I am. Okay. She, Allie comes like running over. She's bleeding from multiple parts. Yeah. Picks up the quiver and like kicks the dust and slings the quiver over her. God damn, I, I hate those bastards. Yeah, that wasn't fun. I dropped a bunch of diamonds back there. I'm gonna go pick them up. I'll be right back. You got a bunch of diamonds? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna get the cacao. Thank you. She goes, collects the cacao. Just you guys, just like, just a, an arm, a bushel of yeah, these pods. Yeah, I have no idea how many of these I need. <laughs> and uh, fantastic. So, mission complete. Yeah. You were able to make your way out. Uh, Love sends you on her way with, uh, on your way with the, uh, you know, the promise of seeing you very soon for yourself and an unknown amount of time for her. And uh, go ahead, and I'd love for you to roll me a wisdom saving throw. I would love to roll a wisdom saving throw. I'd make these an advantage, right? Uh, I think you permanently make. I actually make it on double advantage, which isn't a real thing, but yes. Uh, uh, correct, it's not a real thing. Okay. I mean, so... I also, I personally think that advantage and disadvantage could stack and cancel out a little bit. I think it would be fun. Anyway. Okay. So it's plus actually, five. It's and... too powerful. It should be plus twos after the first advantage. We don't need to get into the math of it. But anyway. Seventeen. 17 is a, is a complete success. Great. So you remember everything. There's, there, there is that like kind of occasional, there's like that dream, like kind of quality for mm -hmm. some of it, you know, but you've, you've got, 
uh, so nearly as well as you'd remember. So and I don't show up day. like, when did I get stabbed so much? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, how? Yeah, oh, yeah. What the hell? Did I P- sleep Peter really Parker weird? Peter Parker waking up after the symbiote yeah. has been controlling him. Like, what happened? How am I more in pain than when I went to bed? You uh, make it back and visit your old friend, Cyprius. <laughs> My favorite ah! kobold. God, what can I do for you? Hey, do you know how to make something called memory chocolate? Ah, oh, do I know how to make memory chocolate? <laughs> no, but I can figure it out. Great. Good. I brought just an extra. You know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you uh, go ahead and exchange the uh, the cacao. He makes you your gift. Would he like um, to be paid in actually, slightly used diamonds? <laughs> I was going to say, what is the, um, the, actually, what is the rare, I think I sent it to you, what is the rarity on Let that listed as? Let me check. It is, <clears throat> um, very rare. It's a wondrous item. <laughs> it's very rare? Yes. Uh, well, you're not buying, you're, you're making it, you've got the ingredients, which is the hard part. So yes. go ahead and mark off that uh, this uh, very rare item for all of the ingredients uh, is going to be 750 gold pieces. Okay. Just mark that off my. Mark that off in whatever denomination you want, whether you want to pay with a sapphire or with. Uh, I'm just gonna gold use some of my six thousand five hundred ninety-five gold. I was gonna say, gold. I feel like I probably could have gotten higher and you would have been okay, but. I don't buy things. <laughs> it's, it's shocking that Kiana's actually not slower when she runs. <laughs> jingle, jingle, jingle. <laughs> just huge pockets. It's actually all uh, in Bitcoin, so it's <laughs> it's virtual and it doesn't weigh me down. You know what? Let's go ahead. Why don't you go ahead and read the description of memory chocolate now um, instead of waiting for Finbar to get it. But now that you've attained it. Yes, uh, we'll... this one is, is funny. Um, <clears throat> uh, memory chocolate. Uh, if cacao beans are allowed to ferment under the influence of the new moon and certain fey rituals are enacted before they are turned into chocolate, the resulting confection becomes memory chocolate, an especially firm, pleasingly fragrant food. Fragrant, sorry. When you melt the chocolate on your tongue for one minute, you can kiss or lick a willing creature as an action and transport them into a memory from your past. Licking is considered more gauche than kissing. This effect lasts until the next dawn. You and the target are mentally transported into this memory and your physical bodies are locked in an embrace in a trance-like state. While you experience the memory, you can't move or take any action and you can't perceive anything with regard to your own senses. You choose the memory and appear in it as you are now, but as an imperceptible observer unable to affect the memory, the target enters the memory as your past self and experiences the memory exactly as you did, but isn't able to change the memory. Uh, yada yada. Yeah, it lasts until next dawn. Uh, they can choose to leave the memory at any point and wake up. This, uh, when you sent it to me, I believe my exact words were, this is hilariously kinky, I'm down. Uh, so. Oh, my, my first thought was that Elisa's gonna make Finbar feel all those six months that she was alone. <laughs> oh, That'd God. be so cruel. But the target can leave whatever they want, so it's not an especially yeah. romantic but form of torture. He, I, I kind of assumed they would do, like, a good Finbar would say. But... I like that the description has to explain that it is generally considered grosser to lick somebody than to smooch them. Oh, that wasn't your own comment? No, that's a parenthetical (laughs) in the original description. D&D, teaching social norms to nerds since 1974. Would you like to shout out where you got this item from? This is from the Arcadia magazine, as almost all of my amazing uh, home finds are. Uh, So thank you, Arcadia and MCDM. With that... uh, it's not a chocolate bar. It's like no. this, you know, um, it's bar-ish shaped, but it's uh, it's more organic in its, uh, almost like it's been melted and pooled and then cooled and uh, peeled off of something. So it's oh, just like kind of like egg-shaped, little ripples in it. Uh, and he 
gently, neatly wraps it for you Aww. and hands it to you. Uh, and says, so what is this for? I'm going to a wedding. <laughs> ah, that's so exciting. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you get a plus one? <laughs> 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 Did Cyprus get an invitation? No. And he, he, no. he one big okay. bug eye like raises an eyebrow at you, like, mm. sure, why not? Oh my god! Oh, no. I don't want to be this rude, be and everyone I know already has an invitation. This is, be, this is gonna be amazing. It's like, why let him down gently when I can make this somebody else's problem? Woe befall anyone who decides to attack us at this way. I was gonna say, like, if and when this inevitably goes tits up, we are gonna be ready. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. So uh, that is going to conclude the adventure of Kiana and the first half of our episode. We will catch you back here after the break. Woo! Enjoy. We certainly will. See ya. Rolling with difficulty. Hi, Sophia here, aka Just Danny. I just wanted to take a minute to thank everyone for listening to Rolling With Difficulty and for a quick announcement here at the mid-roll. As we are taking a week off next week, so there is no regularly scheduled episode, there will still be Rolling With Difficulty content. Over on our YouTube channel, we're going to be doing the mid-season Q&A live stream at 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursday, August 10th. So if you want to chat a little bit with the cast, ask about the season so far, have your burning questions answered, head on over there. And if you can't make it live, don't worry. The recording will be available in audio format and in, as a VOD on our YouTube channel. And if you want to ask a question, but you can't attend the live stream at the time that it's happening, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern, feel free to email us at rollwithdifficulty at gmail.com. And if we're able to, we will get to your question we are going to try to get to as much as we can in the live stream, so we can't promise every single question will be answered, but we will do our best, so do feel free to send in your questions ahead of time if you aren't going to be able to make it or you just want to put it in writing because you think the chat will be a little tricky. I hope you guys are enjoying the episode. I hope you enjoyed the second half of the episode. I know I did. And I hope to catch all of you at the Q&A live stream on August 10th. Thanks for listening. Rolling with difficulty. And welcome back. <laughs> when last we left our heroes... Many preparations were underway, and the days until the wedding were running through like sand through the hourglass. As we approach and come to the day before the wedding, we pick up our story with Danny. <laughs> Danny, with these two weeks of some downtime, what have you been doing? Everyone keeps forgetting we gotta fix the fucking ship. <laughs> I'm gonna fix the fucking you know, ship. That is true. Viral has also had it though. So uh mm. he's had it for at least a little bit. So let's go ahead and say seven solid days of work fixing okay. the ship. Uh I believe in the stat block it should say I believe it's one D ten plus your artificer level yes. or some level or something per day. All the time and definitely did not lose between sessions. Uh yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that we just pinned to the channel. Oops. Yes. So yeah, so for that time, go at yeah, assume that Danny hard at work uh, with her artificer tools and the knowledge of mending, putting the whole ship back together slowly, the cracks in the hull where lightning blasts from I'm the, the only one who gets to break my ship. 
Alternatively, we can imagine that Danny was actually present during Virla's entire vignette, just <laughs> yeah. below deck. Danny was downstairs the whole time. Uh, she hears Danny yelling above and is like, I'm not going to bother. Danny is like, oh, I want to avoid any sort of social awkwardness during this. I'm just going to stay in these events, I guess. Yeah. Um, what am I rolling for this? Uh... Uh, so it should be 7d8 because it is a d8. And then for every single day, you're also going to add your spellcasting modifier. So I believe your intelligence is a plus four. You would be correct. My spellcasting cool. so modifier that's, is plus four. So that's seven days times four for 28, plus whatever you roll on those seven D8s. That would be a total of 40, because I did it on the math machine, um, aka roll 20, okay. plus mm. 28. So 28, yeah. 68 hit points back to the ship. Amazing. You can guys so can barely tell. I know. I can do. <laughs> if math. anyone wants to spend an inspiration to add one more hit point. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, oh, no, I don't have any inspiration. Could I use. Um, I know Flash of Genius is a plus four. Could that have boosted me for one point on one of these checks? Uh, I will allow you to spend a Flash of Genius now if we're assuming that this. Uh, that that will apply to the upcoming adventure. I think that is absolutely fair. Um, okay, fantastic. To make it the nice number. <laughs> nice. This is the stupidest thing. I was so excited yeah, no, to do math right. right on the podcast that it, <laughs> oh, it feels like this is a, a big character moment for me, Sophia the player, not Danny the character. We're still a good 77 hit points away from maximum, so we <laughs> oh, got a ways to go. it's not so bad. It really is At isn't. least we're at the funny ha number. <laughs> we are. All right. What is What does that put your total currently at? 323. 323. Not bad at all. All right, fantastic. That being said, so Danny, uh, some some time spent spent uh, working hard on the ship, Virla having returned. Uh, you are hard at work. Is there anything else that's been going through Danny's mind, or is she kind of just uh, typically goal-oriented, as she usually is in this over this time? I think she's mostly pretty goal-oriented. I imagine there's some arguments with Modron that go back and forth in the process of fixing the ship. Uh, she's probably a little grouchy, but she gained some um, charismatic clarity in our last adventure, so she's a bit more zen than earlier in the season, I think. Gotcha. Well, uh, this, this new toned-down, uh, uh, very go-with-the-flow Danny. Well, let's not go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Practically a stranger. Danny, you receive uh, a telepathic uh, ascending, uh, as you've gotten accustomed to at this point. You hear uh, Elise's voice come through to you, uh, and as you hear, uh, Danny, hi. Hope you're not busy. Was wondering if you could do a favor. Some logistics fell through. Need you to grab something. Danny like thinks to herself, like, I'm not a freaking court carrier, service. <laughs> yeah, I can grab what you need. What's uh what's missing? <sighs> You're a lifesaver, thank you. So our cake is ready, but won't be delivered. Can you pick it up? Finbar says you have a ride. Paul trees pastries. Yeah. In Little Arcadia. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's a neighbor. It's a neighborhood in Sigil. No, I get that. I'm just <laughs> the one with all the rules. 
It's just a homeowners association. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> <laughs> Paltry's Bakery, Little Arcadia, no problemo. When do you need this guy? Is she out of sendings? You hear as she comes in with a third, send, a third, third level spell. You hear, if you could get it today to us, that would be excellent. Thank you. When in relation to this is the wedding? It's tomorrow. Okay. So yeah. like she wants <laughs> when do you need it? Yeah, yeah. You just pick it up tomorrow. Obviously, I'm you get the I'm... cake two weeks in advance so that it's at its freshest. <laughs> in my mind, Danny is so engrossed in fixing the ship that she is not really clocking what day of the week it is. <laughs> just goes over to her word of a day calendar and like rips off 12. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want you, Austin, the DM, to tell me what kind of words of the day Danny would be interested in. Uh, this I imagine this is you learning more gifts, so it's all just gifty Perfect. vocabulary. Incredible. <laughs> Top notch. It's canon. Um, yeah. Today is like croissant. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. It's not even an It's a borrowed word. I don't know why I chose that one. It is aggressively French, in fact. Croissant. You know? It's a gith loan word from the so, drow language, I guess. <laughs> so, Wait, uh, drow or French? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> that changes a lot. Hi, El. Okay. I don't know. Just Cresco taking a huge drag off a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> cigarette. <laughs> 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 oh, three Do you have seen it? Welcome to Menzo collect the bounties. <laughs> Uh, I'm assuming, like, uh, you know, I'm not stupid. I'm assuming um, that what's being implied by I have a ride is the hell ride, if I, if I had to guess. Yes. I mean, you're a smart person. You take it that she's like, can you go get this? It's a big cake. And if someone had to, like, someone shouldn't have to carry it. Like, could you just use the thing that you have? To, mm -hmm. she, you're the guy with the pickup truck and she's trying to move. Hell you know? yeah. The hell back of the yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'll check the back, because I don't know if that back of the Hellride actually has any sort of, like, platform on it, so I'll look around for a suitable, like, you know, piece of yeah, or I something mean, to just sort of ring. 10th level artificer. Slap it on it. Yeah, trivially easy for you to get one of those, like, back of the bike platforms yeah. and, uh, uh -huh. you know, uh, you know, just wrangle something up that's gonna hold, hold the cake in place. Yeah, and for the ride there, I am gonna strap plug to the platform for the duration of the ride. Mm. Like you know how like he's got this like arms. Want... I imagine that they're like gonna extend underneath it and just like hold his own paw. Uh -huh. <laughs> Do you want to have like a little? I saw a TikTok who has this for his like ATV. The dog has a little like curved bed and there's buckles in it that buckle him in <laughs> like a sidecar. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's kind of like a sidecar, but it's about it's about as big as like a loaf of bread yeah, for this tiny God. dog. Burrito me into the side of the and bike. It's just, <laughs> and the dog also body has body. helmet and goggles. Oh. All right, fantastic. So plug. All right, Red Baron. Jeez. Pl so plug, <laughs> plug jumps in. Accordion, like plug's got to really compress for this thing. So plug like accordions in. Uh, so he's about like he's seven inches size. long at this point. Insert accordion sound here. <laughs> <laughs> None of us know what a recording sounds like, apparently. This, nope. uh, the pain We're on, on Noir's today, face, man. a man who has probably played an accordion. I was going to say, I'm, surprised. I, I'm shocked the accordion is A concertina. They're two different beasts. Entirely different. Just knowing the difference. There's, do you know how much more similar a concertina is to an accordion than the sound? 
<laughs> oh, do you want me to do my best impression on the guitar or the lyre? Those are the only <laughs> options I have in this room. I mean, I can bust out my melodica. That's probably the right. most you'll get. Okay, as the person who has to edit the DMs audio, DMs will come episode, down. Everyone, shut up. <laughs> Danny, you strap plug in, get on the thing. Uh, the Anarch Sphere comes to life. You are rolling along. Uh, it's, I think it's like two districts over uh, that you're going to have to travel, and the you're delivered at the end to the uh, to the staging area, which is Hira's palace. The ceremony is not being held there, but uh, the uh, reception is. So going to drive over, get it, and bring it on back. So, you head through the city, and uh, Little Arcadia, as you travel, is a district you have not been to before, uh, but its architectural style does immediately kind of call to you that you've clearly entered a new little, you know, it's like a, I don't know, like four blocks by four block kind of district, but it is uh, marked by having like the same kind of wall aesthetic going around the whole thing. So there's lots of ways in and out, lots of arches and doorways and stuff, but there's very clearly like a vibe of we are, this is, this is us. It's got, uh, there's a, a unification between the aesthetic here in terms of like the color of the tiles on the roofs and the angle of, whereas a lot of Sigil has, um, uh, it still has that very like compressed kind of, very tall, very narrow streets in places, very tall buildings, you know, space here is somewhat limited, and so things have sprung up, even though there's a lot of that aesthetic. A lot of the city is more varied. Here, things share a common theme, and you see people, yeah, going about, it's uh, very, very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? People here, very hard at work. You see, like, a lot of movement in the street to the point where, you know, you're gonna have to, like, stop the bike sometimes and, like, go around people. There's, like, you know, there's someone who's, like, rugs out on a line that's like beating them and you gotta like stop and let them get all the dust off and let you drive through a big cloud of dust things like that <laughs> fantastic uh so gentrified the city of doors they've gentrified the city of doors there's like an ironically named dog grooming place <laughs> uh Beastlands. so stupid <laughs> uh, and yeah, you see that there is. Uh, you've actually come up from behind it, it seems like, because you didn't know exactly what you were looking for. But you do see, as you're starting to go by, uh, there's. And you're kind of like this alley, you see that there's. A, you can. First, you smell fresh baked bread. There's, uh, you know, the, just a, a delicious aroma around here. And you see painted on a back window, there is. It says paltries, pastries. And there's like a silhouette of. You know, this guy, like, reaching into an oven, kind of painted under it in this sort of, you know, design on this window here. Does it look like there's somewhere to park the bike? Uh, yeah, you can just park it right here if you want. Danny will take out a little bit of chain from the bag of holding and, like, try and find a place to bike chain the bike up to. Like, my fucking bike stolen the fucking city of Dory. <laughs> Uh, I mean, so this funny. is little. This is this is little. The word of uh, the world of law of lawful good. So, uh, last you know, thing I need is to find out that I'm not breaking, or that I am breaking the law by parking there and like oh, they try your, to tow me or something. Way uh -huh. more likely they try to tow yep. your bike than have someone would try to steal it here. But um, how but funny yeah. would it be if somebody tried to steal your bike and then got ex like turned inside out by the lady of pain? <laughs> It'd be extremely funny. So you pull, so you pull some chain out, and you start going about. There's like a pipe running down the building here. You're like, can I put it to the pipe? Like, 
Someone's going to pull this pipe out. Like, what's going to happen? Uh, when you start to hear a commotion from inside, there's some, like, bumping and yelling. And then you hear uh, this guy shout out, Stop them! They're taking the cake! You see the back door <laughs> flies open. And you see two insectoid, insectoid humanoid figures uh carapace walking on two legs they look kind of like these beetles that are uh strangely familiar to you you see uh fucking simon and garfunkel here yes! pulling an enormous <laughs> wedding cake out of Rose the door back, baby. <laughs> I can't this is like this. a six foot tall cake you see the one of them come the, the first one comes out the other one comes out holding the other side uh uh this uh, uh this Bursting out from behind them, you see this halfling's rotund dude, you know, curly hair, little little chef's hat on. Uh, and he points, he says, they're off with it. Don't let them get away. And then uh, one of them uh, looks, one of the uh, Mesolots turns, looks at you, Danny. It says, <laughs> ah, shit, it's the brass. Scatter. And they just start Bye. to take off down the street. <laughs> Danny, what would you like to do? Uh, I want to turn to the halfling. Is that the uh, order for Finbar and Elise's wedding? <laughs> yeah. Shit. And then I'll hop Obviously. On the, hop on the bike. <laughs> you drop the chain, hop on the bike, kick it into gear. Can I get you to please go ahead and roll initiative for uh, me? Yes, you can. Oh, I'm so excited. Can I make a guess that the obstacles Danny might have to face are two guys transporting a horizontal glass pane and some guy trying to so lift a piano? Funny, so funny you Someone ask. The way that this is going to work is I have not mapped out the race course. There is a list of random obstacles Incredible. in a race that you can face. And oh, yeah. you are each going to roll for the random obstacle the other person faces. Now, a couple things to keep in mind. Uh, it's, it's somewhat like a skill challenge, but there's uh, you have to contend with... Just catching them could prove to be trivially easy. Getting the cake back safely is important. For example, I'm sure you could just cast Shatter and blow up their arms. Yes, but, but that would the also cake. destroy the cake. <laughs> this is so. literally the most high stakes thing I've ever had to do. <laughs> Can you imagine being the person who <laughs> fucked up Elise's cake? Are you kidding me? I've had to imagine what it'll be like. Anyway. I was going to say it was big of her to ask for help in the first place, and so. <laughs> Danny doesn't on. fear death anymore, but man, is she afraid of Elise being even a little bit pissed at her? I think if that fucks I... up, you just have to like this is the this is the Danny alone arc where she goes rogue and we have to track her down, but it's just because she fucked up the cake and like can't yeah. face Elise. Like faked her death, unblued herself. Let me tell you, Elise is way scary. <laughs> Uh, it's an 18 right. on initiative. Surviving Elise won't make me taller. <laughs> 18 on initiative. This guy has, a, or these guys, they're rolling together, obviously. But well, plus zero. So we're going to go ahead. Natural 19. They Ooh. are going first. No. <laughs> now, I that does mean, however, that you are going to roll the first complication because... Uh, you do know uh, I love a random table. Uh, because you are rolling for the other person. So as you goggles on, plug, goggles flicks on. his little head, goggles fall into <laughs> yes. place. Anarchy charges up. They take off down the, the street. Okay. Before their turn starts, I'd love for you to roll. Tell me what, uh, give me a d20 roll and let me know you rolled. 16. 16? Okay, that is no complication on this no! chart. So they are off. They are off with a hot start to begin with. <laughs> so they are all ready. Let me go ahead and mark that down for them. They are going. And the first thing they're going to do is they are just going to 
They've got 40 feet of movement. So they are just going to run their 40 feet. Uh-huh. And then they are going to use their action to teleport 60 feet. Mm. Uh, they're going to do this together. So they teleport a full 100 feet away from you. Oh. fucking far enough. <laughs> All right, cake, though, right? They leave the cake right there. Yeah, they leave the cake, actually. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> Combat's over, they didn't think about it. No, any equipment they're carrying is taken with them. So, poof, they teleport down the street, and you can already see them starting to take off around a corner. I'm going to go ahead and roll a d20, at Danny, as you start to travel along. Uh, you also get no complication. So, Danny, what would you like to do on your turn? I have a movement speed of 150 feet. Um, okay. Trying to think of the best way to approach this. So I could get a little bit in front of them. You totally could get in front of them. I would say these are narrow streets, so I'd say there's an ability check involved, but uh, you could totally get in front of them with your speed. Yeah, I'm thinking like maybe if I use so if the you want to like jump. do do a wall. Oh yeah, you have jump. Actually, I don't think you'll even need to make an ability check. Then you can just use the bike's feature. Really piss off the people in Little Arcadia with all this, all this ruckus, this hullabaloo. They have to catch me first. Uh, <laughs> you will. I would like to use. So they're 100 feet away from me, right? 40, 60. Uh, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I have 150 feet of movement. I'd like to jump and get in front of them, but I don't want to stop just short because I don't want them to like stop and the cake to go flying. So I want to be like in front of them, forcing them to like. Kind of, so they're gonna have to slow down before they reach me like to maybe change direction totally makes sense so you kick off uh is it an action to do the jump or is that just something you can do uh devil's ride moves at least stats. 30 feet in a straight line like, it can clear a distance like up to 60 feet a... when jumping over a chasm ravine or other gap each foot it clears and the jump costs a foot of movement it doesn't say it's an action no yeah so that's just an ability it has some it has like like juke is a reaction that's why i was asking gotcha. but uh no you're totally good so you just yeah Bike takes off down the alley. You kick it, kind of like take the corner really sharp behind them, pull up on the handlebars. The whole thing jerks up into the air. You sail over this monstrous cake uh, and land. Give them a little bit of space so they don't run into you, you know, uh, like, you know, 10, 15 feet of space ish. Mm-hmm. And is there anything else you'd like to do? Oi! <laughs> Jesse, James, give me that goddamn cake! <laughs> Scream at them and rev the engine a little bit for dramatic effect. You won't take us alive! That can be fucking arranged. <laughs> ah! No, kill them symmetrically so the cake falls flat! <laughs> okay, is that gonna end your turn? Yeah, that's my turn. Okay, uh, cool. Oh, uh, it's gonna be the start of their turn. Go ahead and roll a d20 for me. They're just gonna take off the opposite direction. Uh, 10. 10. Ooh. <laughs> Actually, this is perfect. Uh, so even though you stop, you stopped with plenty of space for them, uh, you did not account for how bad they are at stopping with their little beetle legs. So <laughs> the, the complication you rolled is, you are forced to make a sharp turn to avoid colliding with something impassable. Make a DC uh, 10 dexterity saving throw to navigate the turn. Um, so that's what they're going to do right now uh, as they try to like go around the bike that you've just blocked the way with. Uh, let's see. DC 10 their stat for dexterity oh no. is plus nothing that's an 8 <laughs> you climb oh something God. hard and take 1d4 bludgeoning damage so the good news is they're going to take 1d4 bludgeoning damage not the cake the bad news is the cake's going to take 1d4 bludgeoning damage now 
It's only two. It's only two. How close to me are they? Uh, they get really close. Like within 30 feet close? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they like run past you. Like they get up on some, like one of them gets up on some crates and like they like jump down around you. They, they, they have too much momentum to stop. Eight. <laughs> Every mistake is another tear lobbed off. Could I? Oh, God. <laughs> Could you just flash a genius to help them? The cake doesn't take any <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, so they each take no damage as you, uh, you see one of them's about to slip off a crate and you fling your shoe out, Shit. kick. Uh, there's an upside down bucket on the street and you slide it under and their foot, mm. was, one was about to fall down, catches and they keep the cake stable. This is the stupidest thing. You know what, <laughs> Sophia? This is equivalent to the Flash game where you're trying to juggle ingredients. And, Austin and, and asked the, if there was the anything we wanted to do as characters to help prepare for the wedding. And immediately I was like, oh, you know that Flash game where you were the uh, experiment from Lilo and Stitch trying to make a sandwich and you had to stack everything? I'm like, I want to do His that. His name's Ruben. <laughs> Experiment 625. 625, yes. Has yeah. all the powers of okay. Stitch, but is incredibly lazy. Yeah. So, Do you guys know he also has uh, arms inside of his body like Stitch that he's retracted? He just doesn't use them? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, because he's got all the powers of Stitch. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fan-fucking-tastic. So they're going to they're gonna run. Uh, that is... Uh, do they have to use an action for that? I think they just are good. Uh, yeah, so they are... So, so that is just the start of their turn. They're going to run the normal mount, and then one of them is going to turn around and cast darkness on you. Mm. So just an inky cloud of black appears around your bike, and you just can't see it all. <laughs> Great. Uh, <laughs> cool. So that's the end of their turn. I'm going to go ahead and roll a complication for you now. <laughs> uh, 14, no complication, other than the one that they've caused for you. Danny, they are only 40 feet away, but you are now blinded. What would you like to do? Does the darkness move with me, or if I drive forward, will it stay and put? Darkness moves with you. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> exciting, exciting stuff. I will cast Dispel Magic to end the magical effect. Oh, perfect. Uh, dispel Magic is a third level spell. Yep. Darkness is a second level, which means it automatically succeeds. What is casting... Dispel magic on the darkness look like from Danny. Wave my hands back and forth, and it like <laughs> <laughs> like dismissing a uh, putrid fart. Danny just just yeah. uh, gets rid of the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> you see, one of them was very confident, like still finger pointed at you, kind of like bracing the cake with one knee so that he could point at you with the other hand. Wide smile drops into a frown. Just goes, ah shit. <laughs> Cool, you got, uh, that's your action, but you do have movement and bonus action if there's anything you'd like to do. Yeah, I mean, I'll use my movement. I'd like to get, like, how far ahead of me are they? They're only, like, 40 feet. They, they really could not have run far this time because they had to use the action to cast uh, darkness. Is there room to get, like, right up next to them? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm pulling up right next to them. Just, like, the most annoying, ominous sidecar in a movie. <laughs> Glaring. Last time I'm gonna fucking ask, give me the goddamn cake. Go ahead, make an intimidation check. Ooh, natural 17 plus 2. 19. You, you hear one of them go, I think we should give her the cake. There goes, we're not giving her the cake. Book it. <laughs> I'm going to count that as a success, though, for Danny. Nice. 
Um, and I'm going to say you're within, like, touch range at this point. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I have Plug with me. Mm-hmm. Can I have him, as a the bonus action, make his ranged weapon attack at, like, he's, it's just a little, like, pew. I wonder if there's, like, a, a bolt on the bike or something he could aim for. Uh, uh, or, like, yeah, the no, tire. Totally... Ooh, ooh, could he aim for, like, a tire? It does. Uh, they're just running. They're not on a bike or anything. Yeah, they're just. Oh, sprinting. they're on foot. Yeah. <laughs> I fully thought they were driving. <laughs> no, they're like running. They're each shit. holding. They're holding each side of this cake like they're fucking who's getting ready for Christmas, and they're just <laughs> bolting down the alley. <laughs> that fucking changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you want to do with uh, totally plug as a bonus section? You totally want to uh, do something. What would you like to do? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Hold on, I, I so rarely use plug. I just want to double check something. I know. I was like, when you said you were taking plug, I was like, is plug gonna finally get to see combat? <laughs> Plug's gonna get to see some action. Exhilarating to finally be beyond the boundaries of the Paraspora. <laughs> I love to do for you, my lady. <laughs> Launch we're me at their so faces. Close. I was gonna say, could plug like grapple one of them, <laughs> like around? Just, like, yeah, just plug like, totally hit them with my sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want plug to try to grapple one of them? Yeah, absolutely. I would like to try to grapple. All right, Finbar and Go his paramour, they have been shrunken and placed upon that. <laughs> Everyone knows Go ahead We must roll. rescue them at once. <laughs> roll your strength athletics check. Hell yeah. These guys are strong. This is their best stat. Will Plug be stronger? I mean, he does have a minus three to this. <laughs> the power These guys of his devotion to four, you will so. carry him through. <laughs> well, I rolled a natural 19, but minus three, so 17. That would be They 60. rolled a 10 plus, yeah. They rolled a 10 plus 4, which is a 14. Ooh, yes. So Slug jumps out. Uh, is he just right using now. his mouth? Yeah, they are. Uh, I'm picturing, like, you know, like, uh, when a cat's all up in your face and it's just, like, circling the head, kind of, like, I'm picturing just, like, cat oh, to face, Daddy. you know? Yeah, just like in a cartoon, just a whirl would go. Yes, exactly that. All the way around. Yeah, so this Mm -hmm. cat, uh, you get the one that was like, that was ready to drop the cake. That was like, maybe we should give in. (laughs) He goes, oh no, her guy's got me. He's got me. (laughs) Her guy. (laughs) Don't stop now. We're almost clear. This is the score of our lifetime. (laughs) What the fuck do they think they have here? This cake? Is Finbar in the cake You gotta love their hustle. Every, every score, it doesn't matter how small, is their score of a life. Well, they've never succeeded point. yet, so every oh. score. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, that, that changes a lot. Oh, okay. Danny, go ahead and roll to see if they get a complication. I mean, other than all the ones that are happening to them at this moment. 11. Uh, that is no complication. So, they are running out of tricks, though. Uh... <laughs> Oh, is there not a reach or teleport? Yeah, they can just teleport away. Okay, well, they're going to teleport. <laughs> this one's grappled. So they're going to teleport up on top of a house. I'm going to say Plug goes with them because that's really funny. So they teleport 60 feet and they get up up on top of a roof here. But one of them's still grappled, so they can't go anywhere. So they're just 60 feet above you now. And that is their whole turn. Interesting. We are going to roll... And they're running, they're starting to run out of tricks. Uh, we're going to roll for your complication. Ooh, that's fun. Mm. All right. Danny. Yes. You 
these guys immediately teleport where the spike is not meant to go. You cast about, you see that there is a maze of barrels, crates, and other obstacles that stands between you. If you would like to make a dexterity or intelligence check, you could navigate this maze. It would count as difficult terrain, but you could navigate all of this to get up on top of the building. Yeah, I'll make that intelligence check. All right, fantastic. Pop that wheelie, hit the jump, and you're gonna you're just gonna start climbing crates. Uh, with a dirty twenty, I don't even think Danny misses a beat. It's just like not at all. <laughs> Immediately, you math it out, and you Beautiful just uh, the huge time bum 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 as yeah as you go up this thing, uh, off a drain pipe, into the gutter, and then you're up on the tiled roof, leaning to compensate for the harsh angle. Uh, and just bear down on them. Even with half speed, uh, that would give you... So it's 60 feet you gotta get up, so it's 120 feet you used to reach up to their level. So you still have some speed if there's anything else you'd like to do. And your action, obviously. Yes, yes I do. They're starting to run out of places to go. The cake is not a creature, right? Cake is not a creature. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? No vortex <laughs> warp, sadly. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I know. Immediately, I was like, hmm, Danny has to fetch something. Could she just vortex warp in? <laughs> <Yeah>. no, <laughs> okay, no. good. We'll do this adventure then. Um, I will... Danny staring at all of her AoE damage spells. Well, I was looking at, because the Veronium Fluctuator <laughs> can learn a cantrip, like any cantrip, once a day. So oh. I've been trying to half-read the cantrip list to see if there's anything other than Mage Hand that might help here. Um, but I will... Are they, like, where on this rooftop are they in relation to the roof itself? Like, in, I guess just in their surroundings. Uh, they are not standing directly. Are, they, are you trying to, you want to make one fall? Like, what do you want to try and do here? I was thinking Cause... of maybe, like, throwing a grease down to see if that would just... Oh, a bit. hell Dangerous. yeah. That, I would say... It was a last-ditch result. <laughs> okay, if you want to do grease, mm-hmm. I'm going to say a couple things. Yeah. First off, I'm going to give them... They're already on a roof. I'm going to give them disadvantage, which would cancel out their magic resistance. You've already seen them almost fumble the cake when they were trying to go the thing, so you know... So you know that... So you know their dexterity is not good. Now, the question is going to be, can you... If you did this and they fell, which seems somewhat likely to you, Can I could you catch the cake? Catch the cake? That's the question. So, does Danny have any kind of plan in mind? I would allow you to do like a reaction grapple on it as it starts to fall away if you attempt this. That That's immediately what I'm seeing. If you have anything else you'd like to try, let me know. Would you describe the cake as having hit points in any way? <laughs> Oh god. Uh, I would describe the cake as having some hit points. I heal the cake. A very low armor class. Okay. Here's the questions I have in this order. Mm-hmm. How t- I got far off the ground is the cake currently? How far off the ground? These guys are medium and it's kind of heavy, so let's say it's like two feet off the ground. Okay. Okay. Like, they're kind of carrying it low. You know? Because my thought was like, I, I probably couldn't do this anyway because it would need an action, but like summon a cannon just standing straight up so that it sort of like landed on the Qbert looking nose of the cannon. But I okay. think that would take too many actions. So I... you, you do have plug. Do you have plug? You do have a bonus action plug. 
what the plug is somewhat dexterous. Uh, I would allow I would allow a dexterity check on that, like a sleight of hand, to stabilize the cake if they fall away. So immediately we're looking at if you if you cast uh, grease and they fail, or at least one of them fails, right? Because mm-hmm. then the cake's gonna go all topsy turvy. Uh, then they're gonna fall away. You have plug as a bonus action, mm-hmm. catch it, and then you also have your reaction to like prevent it from really getting away. Now that would just oh. be an unarmed attack, mm. which is just gonna be like your strength. <laughs> but it's also it's a cake, just grabbing it. So there's always a there's, you could always roll a one, but you know, y- y- Danny has fought nightmare creatures from from unfathomable realms. She's thinking catching a cake is probably trivially easy compared to that. I mean, you'd think. You'd think. You'd think. Uh, it just takes one one. Can because he's a homunculus, and I never use this because everything I'd have is ranged anyway, but Plug can channel magic, essentially, so like mm-hmm. deliver a spell that I cast that has the range of touch if it's within 120 Correct. feet. I know the spell mm-hmm. fly, so my thought is, instead of this round doing grease, having Plug cast fly on himself, essentially, and then mm-hmm. going from there so that if the cake does start to go down, he can keep okay, it so elevated. You, so we're doing we're doing a set. We're doing some planning. We're doing All some right. planning. So the plan here is plug. So we're gonna go one more round. Yep. Plug is going to cast fly on yep, himself. On himself. And I assume attempt to like get in range of catching this cake. Yeah, I think for right now, tell him cool. to just like cast fly on yourself. Stay where you are basically, because he's on one of the guys. So maybe. Fantastic. Then we're gonna come to their turn. Yep. And then we're gonna come back to your turn. So they've got one turn. All right. Go ahead, mark concentration on fly. Done. I imagine that Plug has, like, <laughs> his fly is, like, his paws are little tubes. And I do think it is just sort of like a little fans from the bottom of the, the t- tube paws. <laughs> just, like, four of them. Paws retract, little, little helicopter uh, blades come out, the tail starts to go in the back, and he starts to lift off. Fantastic. Hold on, buddy! <laughs> These guys aren't going to move at all because they've quickly learned that that doesn't work. So the one that's been kind of the boss uh, is just going to turn and point to you and say, <laughs> It's just a cake! Leave us alone! And is going to point to you and uh, you hear the only one goes, I thought it was our big score! <laughs> He's going to cast Cloud Kill on you. Oh my god! <laughs> so I need you to make a constitution yeah. saving throw, please. Good thing I'm good yeah, at those. Uh, that is a 14, but I'm going to use Flash of Genius to add 4 to that to bring it up to 18. Okay. Uh, that is enough. I'm going to roll the damage. That's really low on the first two dice. So that's 18 points of poison damage down to 9. Okay. That means I am going to need a DC 10 concentration check from you for fly. Yep. That's a natural 11. Um, plus. All right. Five. Smog pours out immediately. You're like, oh god, please don't, please don't mix with the cake. But fortunately, they've cast it far enough away that it's not going to get onto them, and thus the cake starts to kind of blow away from the rotors of plug. Your turn comes back up. Yes. All right, you're gonna cast grease. I am. Yeah. All right. It's not just a oh, cake. Wait, is grease concentration? 
Uh, grease is not concentration. Okay, fantastic. Grease just happens, you, and then it's. I thought yeah. so, but I, you know, we got to You got to double check. All right, you cast grease. This oil sheen just appears on the roof. Immediately, insectoid feet start to slip. We're gonna go ahead and roll. They ha- they have a plus nothing to this, and I'm giving them disadvantage, negating their magic resistance. What is the DC for you? 16? 17? 17. 17, here we go. First roll. It's not just a That's kick. a natural seven. That's a natural eight. You see both of them, feet go out from uh, underneath them. Ah, Tiles start to slide down. They go off the edge into the alleyway beneath you. Plug. I would love for Plug to make an attack roll to try to grab this cake with his flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. Can do. What? Uh, <laughs> I feel like I need to look up the homunculus stats. Small construct. He, He's got a strength of four, is... a dexterity of 15, a constitution of 12, an intelligence of 10, a wisdom of 10, and a charisma of 7. He's he's small, right? Not tiny? Yeah. Okay, yeah, then he can grapple this. It's just medium. The cake does not resist. What stat is it with? Uh, this would be... Uh, I do feel like this is strength. That's fine. That's fair. That's very reasonable of you, in fact. Um... 18 minus 3, 15. 15? You watch as... You didn't even know Plug could do this. Plug, you, you expect he's going to go underneath the cake, but instead he goes over, and then like that little uh, creation from robots, <laughs> yes. extends down little tendrils from his <laughs> paws, wraps it up underneath, and yep. like starts buzzing even faster as he's trying to hold this thing. It's swaying, but Plug successfully catches the cake. Kind of wobbles it over to you, puts it on the back of the bike. You immediately strap in, like put up some walls so it doesn't tip. Uh, Danny, you've successfully rescued the cake and the wedding from a surefire disaster. Shit, buddy. I didn't even know you knew how to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Plug looks at you. No, no, no. Not on the cake, not on the cake. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Turns away at the last second. <laughs> <laughs> the rule of plug is every victory must be accompanied by something disgusting. It's even better now that we've had the weird little dude one shot and we've seen what plug is like in his own mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Um, All right. Yeah, uh, well, I you will just have the job of dropping off a cake now. Not go back to the pastry shop where this was stolen from and instead just go straight to here. <laughs> Yeah, you look down, you see Harmonium guys, which is like the law enforcement from Arcadia, are starting to show up. They're like putting cuffs, uh, like, you know, two pair of cuffs on their four insect arms. Uh, they got this like red armor with all these spikes and stuff. And immediately you can hear like all these like code enforcement things being called out. Uh, and you're like, probably, probably just best to stay on the roofs, honestly. I was going to say, could I just, is there enough room on this roof for me to get a, enough of a 30 foot yeah, start to just jump my arc- way? <laughs> yeah, you can just get out of Arcadia. Um, pretty easily so you hop skip and jump your way out until you arrive at Hira's uh, palace pull up bang on the door is, is it a portal yeah or a no door? you knock Everett yeah Everett lets you in lets you know to go stash it in the kitchen the uh the space should be obvious and he'll let Elise know that you're here cool yeah I'll just uh I'll start moving the whole bike in if no one stops me you see there's a brief moment where everyone is like should i allow this then he's like 
we got the weirdest stuff in this place. Like, I might as well allow this. Honestly, here I'll probably be excited to have whatever this is. Oh, you are not in their house. This shit. <laughs> uh, anyway, you bring it in. But what is Danny's strength, by the way? Just out of curiosity. Uh, thirteen. Thirteen. You bring it in, wheel it in on the bike into the kitchen. Uh, kind of like unbox, take off the straps and stuff. Start to like kind of get it up. Uh, and this is when Elise arrives. Uh, you see, she sees what's going on and says, Oh, careful! Let me, uh, gets, Mage Hand comes in underneath the other side, and then she runs in and grabs, uh, another side, so you've got both of your pair of hands and the Mage Hand here. Uh, and she says, Okay, uh, bridge this way. Follow me. Jerks her head back. Yeah, alright, <sighs> Thank you for doing this. Um, it's, it's crazy, uh, Paltry's an old friend, he's a great guy, uh, but scheduling conflicts and all, I, I didn't think that there would be any problem, but he said he couldn't deliver it, and I was like, well, you gotta deliver it, and he was like, I can't deliver it, and I was like, well, you gotta deliver it, and then Finbar said that you had the bike, so which you took into my kitchen. <laughs> you took a bike to my kitchen. That's fine. Danny, That's... Danny's technically still on the bike. Uh, <laughs> Danny's still on the bike, <laughs> wheeling it around. With <laughs> Actually, uh, Plug is driving now. <laughs> <laughs> And the wedding's tomorrow. Yeah, it's no problem. And, it, was, uh, uh, it was the tray that the cake was on, so it didn't, I figured, you know, transport into the kitchen on it. That was how it works. <laughs> you mumble that could barely be considered a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, kind of like gives you a look from around the cake and says, yeah, well, uh, Thank you for doing it. I hope it wasn't too much trouble. Finbar said, uh, you know, when there's a problem, you were the one to go to that. You know, you could take care of it. So, you know, thanks for taking care of it. Yeah, it's no problem. I uh, actually, uh, I got something for you. If you're, uh, you know, the wedding shit and all. I don't know. I, just, I don't really go to events like this very often. But I had, I had some uh, extra stuff. And Daniel sort of grumbled away through reaching in the bag of holding and pull out little... Um, they're made of like the shiniest scrap metal she had on the ship, but like a little mm -hmm. tiny, tiny, if you squint, Elise and Finbar, like cake topper made of all the, the scrap metal. And I'm like, uh, hindsight 2020, I don't think Finbar will let you, for like food safety reasons, put this random piece <laughs> of metal on the cake, but I wanted, I wanted you to have it anyway. Aww. You see, she slides the cake into where it's supposed to go um, and then looks at it. Uh, holds her hand out to take it and, you know, takes it from you, looks at it. Go ahead and roll me a, uh, roll me a tools check, Dandy, to see how this came out. Kind of you did not make that a performance check. <laughs> uh, I'm a benevolent DM. Remember that mm -hmm. the next time you're in death saves. <laughs> okay. Uh, not an amazing roll, but luckily tools for me is a good thing, so it's a dirty 20. <laughs> dirty 20. It looks pretty good. I mean, you know, it's not like this is definitely Finbar and Elise, <laughs> but it's definitely a fear bulk that looks a lot like uh, Finbar and a, a, a human woman who looks a lot like Elise. Nice. And uh, she takes it, and um, there's this long, heavy pause for a moment as she's inspecting it, and you've already been, you know, you're like, I don't know if you're going to let you use this or whatever, and, you know, it... Uh, you're a little concerned, like, does it look like them? And you're not really... It's like, am, am I screwing up her day by offering this thing? And there's kind of this moment where you're not sure what she's thinking. 
Uh, and then she lets out a little sniffle and she says, You know, in everything that was going on, I had totally forgotten about a cake topper. That's me. Kind of bites her lower lip a little. <laughs> um, and then uh, looks up, looks at you, and just takes the one step closer to you that she needs to and gives you a hug. <gasps> oh, there, there. Pat, pat. <laughs> Plug will throw up on her shoe. Out of love. <laughs> Thank you. Looks down. <laughs> Press the digitations in a way. <laughs> uh, just corner, you know, wipes, pretends like she's kind of scratching, but is wiping away the edge of a tear in, her, in the corner of her eye. And she says, uh, Thank you for that, you know. It's, uh, I, Finbar's obviously been a big help. Uh, you know, no one could accuse him of not doing his fair share for for all of this but it's sometimes it still feels like i've just been carrying the whole thing and uh i'm just one person i don't know how to make it all not slide through the cracks you know yeah i usually just try and slap tar on the cracks and hope for the best but not always a great strategy you gotta i mean you know you're throwing a party have fun with the party right uh i guess if you need a bike for anything you know how to can you how many times can you use sending a day? I've used a lot of them on you, actually. <laughs> um, a few more. Well, if you need anything else, I'll be on the ship. <sighs> I think you've done more than enough for today. Street kids, right? We get things done. Hell yeah. Fist bump. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. Please don't wear that. <laughs> then you'll like sniff her lapel. Like, like the corner of your like, oh, <laughs> A little old plug barf on there. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, unless there's anything else Danny would like to do, I think we'll go ahead and close out the story of Danny. Oh, that's it. And with that, the day before the wedding closes, we start this next adventure, the morning of the wedding. Finbar. Oh, I, thought we, I thought that was going to be next episode. We're <laughs> Finbar is, happening. We're in... <laughs> is very busy. So instead, we're going to jaunt over to another plane and check up on our friend Voss. Oh. <laughs> oh. I almost forgot about it. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Let's hear Cut Wally's away from Sigil to the, <laughs> the heroic realm of Isgarth, these, you know, uh, basalt mountains and these massive lakes contained uh, within these fjords, uh, just chunks of these continents floating through space. As we kind of sail through, we see that in different places, just the battles of these fucking like Viking Goliath uh, people just fighting all over the place. Uh, there are, you know, up in mountains, frost giants in these ice palaces and storm giants sitting on their, you know, uh, their clouded thrones and these like roiling storm heads. We travel to a somewhat less uh, active area of this plane where we see two figures, one Githyanki, one Mechanite, crawling <laughs> over this black rock soaked with sea spray as you guys, you know, crawl up over the, the lichen and the moss to appear into the entrance of a cave uh Eden says so you're sure this is the place uh yeah yeah uh, 
last time I checked, uh, this is uh, a cave and uh, the place we're going to. So yeah, <laughs> must be it. Now, if memory serves, uh, you are on a mission to find one specific object, object that you've lost in the past, yes? Uh, correct. Yeah, so this is that place. This is where you remember having lost it. Look, this looks like the cave. I know I said that last time, uh, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> and and I said it time before that, and then we had that giant, this fire giants, um, but uh, this shouldn't be the case this time, right? All right, this is the cave. We saw what's in here. I'm sure of it. All right, excellent. And uh, what are we worrying about in here? Uh, giants, I... slimes, extra-dimensional squid beings? I have no idea. Uh, luckily, we're on a bloody adventure, so let's try to have fun this time, right? All right? Fun. Pulls out a makeshift bow that she's made since you guys have arrived here. Um, doesn't knock, but, like, removes an arrow. It says... Do I have to ask you to... Do I have to pull, like, the gentleman thing for you to go first, or are you just going to wait for me to go first, or what are, what are we waiting on here? I will go first. Uh, although, um... Yeah, 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 yeah. Why not? Why not? Um, uh, he sort of, uh, sort of stretches a little bit. It's, it was a little bit of climb. Um, he pulls out his harmonica, uh, gives it a quick two, and, uh, says, uh, into the cave we go. You guys enter. Uh, she does not have dark vision, so she is somewhat at a loss here. Do the Yankee have dark vision? Uh, no, we do not. Okay, cool. So it's dark. <laughs> it's dark huh. in here. I don't know if you want to light up any torches or if you have any magical light you might want to put in. I place. have the light spell. Uh, okay, like like the cantrip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cantrip. Yeah. So you, if you want to throw that, I mean. Up to you, right? Because you can be, if you're trying to be like stealthy or something, having light up obviously makes that harder, but it also makes it much easier to stealth up on you. So whatever your, uh, whatever Voss's preference may be as the uh, leader in this case. Uh, he's going to cast a uh, light on, uh, he's going to pick a rock, uh, you know, nice jack little rock and cast light on it. And he's going to uh, walk into the cave. All right. A wash with the light glow from your cantrip. You hear the sound of your boots and then metal feet on these wet rocks as you start to walk in. Uh, and Yuma says to you, So, what exactly happened the last time you were here? Uh, well, I was leaving a, a mission uh, down into these here caves. Um, didn't go exactly as planned uh, from you uh, hey improvise adapt and I forget the third but uh, <laughs> overcome I've been a survival Danny <laughs> ripping a hole between planes <laughs> sticks her head through it's overcome it's the clip of the guy pointing at the camera and he says improvise over adapt adapt overcome and then overcome. <laughs> The second time you guys have to uh, stretch the Prosperous abilities, it's over. <laughs> over death. Just whispering um, into the tuning fork, hoping it's coming through. <laughs> uh, look, uh, w with any luck, we would 
none of that's going to happen this time around. So, all right. Well, it's been surprises so far. Why change things now? Yeah, but you guys... it's also been fun, right? We've been having fun. It's kind of like hard to get a sense of emotion on a, a, a unmoving metal face reflected in dark cavern light. So, whatever Voss makes of that. Ah, this is, uh, well, it's been, it's only been two weeks. Well, I'll get around to you. All right. Uh, what we have here. You guys start to climb through. Uh, go ahead and make me a perception check. Perception check. I'm going to have Eden make one as well. Yeah, so you have the lights uh, cantrip up, so you're not at disadvantage here. So okay. And check what her perception. She's pretty good at this, actually. Huh. Where okay, is it's a bad my wall, plus 12 perception? Uh, sorry. Wrong <laughs> um, here we go. Okay. Natural 17, though. Okay. Um, uh, plus 3. Uh, dirty 20. You gotta love that uh, jack of all trades. Dirty 20. You start climbing through and, you know, uh, things are, things get tight, things get, you know, a little more open a couple points. It's a couple minutes of walking, say, like, you know, like five, six-ish minutes of walking through here. Mm -hmm. um, and no, there's, no one has let out a peep. Um, there's kind of like, you know, there's a lot of wet on the walls here. So there's a lot of, like, glistening light that reflects off, and mm -hmm. that makes it kind of distracting. Um, and you step over, you know, you're, you're a Githyanki, you're pretty tall, you got a pretty long stride. You're kind of step over this uh, this obstruction on the floor. It's not smooth ground. That's clear, like something is growing here. You don't want to step in it. You step over. And as you do, you, uh, you notice from the light that's reflecting off of the sides of the caves now what it is. And you turn and you stop Eden as she's about to step into it. She kind of, uh, like, you put your hand out, what? And you point down and point out what you just saw, which is that this obstruction on the ground is a body that is laid out, head kind of propped up against the wall at an angle that could only be done for something that is, you know, dead, a dead body. Mm -hmm. uh, but the whole body is kind of mummified and sealed to the cave floor with strands and organic kind of fiber, like digging into this husk. Uh -oh. You see like a kind of... Uh, go ahead and make me a medicine check, actually. Medicine, medicine, medicine. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, okay, not great. Uh, it's an eight plus three. All right, uh, pretty I'm, sure he's okay. dead. Okay. Oh, that's <laughs> a real, kind of real fucking dead. Um, you see, whatever this you know humanoid creature was is yeah been like mummified, stuck to the floor in this weird like obscene kind of position, and Eden was about one step away from just putting her foot through where its ribcage was. <laughs> Poor fella. Wonder how long he's been in here? Hopefully not too long. Uh, Hopefully not too long? No, a long time. We hope this happened a very long time ago. <laughs> where is your sense of adventure? Where is your sense of self-preservation? They get along dimension. so good. <laughs> We've been here for two weeks, okay? And we have yet died once. And if we are going to die, yes! it has to be valiantly. I don't think you understand how this place works. You die, blaze of glory, you wake up the next day. Keep it pushing. That's how this place works. All right. I, 
she goes to reply and then she stops and she lets out uh, this sound uh, that's like like a deep sniff which is very normal you've heard tons of people like breathe in lots of times mm-hmm. before uh, what's upsetting is that you realize she's never done it because she doesn't breathe right mm-hmm. so like it's weird but it's clearly coming from her and she like stops and kind of does it again that like draws it in kind of and then she says there's a portal in here somewhere there's a portal in here alright like an extra planar portal things just got interesting alright okay uh, mm, this might change things I know how most things in and around here work if things are coming in from other places this is okay alright uh, which way? Do you know which way? She we're talking up, down. She puts her hand on your shoulder and like steps in, and then she like does it again. She goes up ahead, left. Keep that bearing. And uh, how do you know this? It's one of my things I picked up before I was on the Paraspora. Actually, one of the things that made me useful to the Paraspora. I can just I can just tell when there's planar incursions when when the walls it's it's like a funny smell but I've never smelled anything so I'm only guessing by the way you weirdos with noses and lungs describe it what what's that about my nose it's perfectly normal nose okay <laughs> turns into the light Kithinki have no nose it's just like a, it, it's like a, is it the platterines it's the, like a skull, the, the monkeys like, that that have yeah. the flat noses yeah. yeah. Uh, the New World Monkeys. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just one of those. <laughs> uh, she goes, never mind. Follow the bearing. All right. All right. Is there anything you would like to do? Any checks, any spells or preparation or anything you would like to get done as you continue going through here? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, let's do, let's do the, we'll do a third level aid. Um, just to Ooh. buffer, uh, me and, uh, Eden here. Um, so that's in a 10 uh, to her max. Duly noted. She's not as powerful an adventurer as you are, so 10 to her max is useful. Alright. Alright. Now, don't quite have any soldiers yet, so we're going to have to go. Whatever is towards that portal have to make sure just a little bit careful and he picks up a second rock. Is that to hit them with? <laughs> Overcome! That's the third one. Yes. Yeah. Alright, yo. Let's go. Thanks, okay, I'm leaving. Gets in front of you. <laughs> you guys start to follow and now more of those bodily intrusions, these uh stuck to the first at the floor and then on the walls some on the ceiling start to come into play and you see that the passageway narrows not because rock is pushing in on you but because these bodies mummified husks are stuck to uh, on the walls on all sides you see the mycelium network growing out from the white in the reflection of your light now I knew as it. you have to step harder and harder to avoid the crunch of bones as you approach following Eden's nose, for lack of a better word, you make your way into an open cavern where you see just uh, a, a wash of mold 
on the ground, mushrooms blooming up everywhere. I will uh, go ahead and roll me one more perception check, Finbar. Okay, boss will roll this perception check, but okay. Sorry, uh, <laughs> it's gonna take me, I'm gonna do that a bunch of times before it's, I get this right, so bear with me. Uh, um, again, don't have my massive bonus though, uh, so this is, uh, it's only an 11. Okay, you walk in and you immediately see that maybe 40, 50-ish feet ahead of you, you start, things are starting to come together now. This, you know, you've been in lots of caves. It's not mm-hmm. like you remember this one, you know, with like some perfect recollection or something. But you did lose your sword here. So like this cavern starts, is starting to kind of make sense. And you see, like you're like, oh yes, I remember like that pillar of rock and stuff like that. I remember mm-hmm. where I dropped it. And you see stabbed into the ground, your sword, uh, just this bloom of fungus curling up and around it and just webbing out in all directions from where it was dropped. Uh, what? Go ahead and describe what your sword looks like, Voss. So, uh, Voss's sword is, a, it looks like a standard long sword, but it's got broken pieces of other swords sort of attached to and melded to the main blade. So it's a, it's a little jagged. Um, and uh, it's sort of tied to with um, sort of these ribbons um, of uh, uh, that look like uh, sort of, uh, I guess, commanding banners from uh, a standing army. Um, but yeah, no, and that's what it looks like sort of stabbed into the ground over here. Um, I will say though, as Voss enters this room, uh, sort of his, his whole demeanor sort of changes um, as he, he uh, recognizes uh, sort of what took place in this room uh, quite a while back now. Um, although there's significantly more um, mycelium um, and uh, he, he kind of he's silent as he takes in this whole uh, scene. You immediately focus on your sword. Take in the scene. What you don't notice at first is that as you step in, the bodies on the wall, first their heads start to track and follow you. Just em- uh, empty sockets following where you're walking. <laughs> Hell yes. Yes. And a strange whisper that at first you thought might even just be wind or air moving through here, instead is a voice. And as you step in closer to start to survey this whole area, you see dim in the shadow, far, far away, there's a figure, and it just, you can really only see like kind of like a shadow of it. It's kind of like skinny on top, wide on the bottom. Um, It's like, you can see it has limbs, but they're like very long and skinny. Uh, But, though you can't make out any details, you hear it speak in this whispering, uh, almost like coming out of this like crushed voice box. Uh, voice box. Like air is being forced through this thing that should no longer have air being passed through it. You hear what the fuck? We gather in intimate vigil for the great Malosibrius. There's a shudder of dead bodies as the, the, all these elves that have died in this place like kind of like all like jerk around a little bit. Sent eagerly to his second life as nourishment for the brood taken too soon from Our Lady. 
blessed not soon enough by Our Lady. Now his murderers plan to partake in that most joyous of things, the intertwining of two lives and two beings into one, to know true love and belonging. We will bless this day by joining with them, hastening them to their inevitable future where they can truly be joined as part of the whole, to be loved in their totality. This creature moves and you see that there's now kind of like an undulating green light uh, that would be unfamiliar to yourself or Eden, but familiar to several uh, of the PCs who have witnessed this kind of planar portal in the past. The lichen lich, bone thin, bottom like sprayed out as if wearing like a huge trailing dress, this huge like crown coming up from the shoulders of these bone thin protrusions filamented together into almost like a screen, uh, walks forward, dragon skull held high over its head. Uh, there's another lurch and shudder from all of the mummified elves that are lining the wall here. Uh, it's at this point that, since you have not stealthed, the coming into the light of the green, you see the head of the lichen lich snap Aww. unnaturally quickly <gasps> towards you what? as you are still a little ways away from your sword, Voss. Mm -hmm. uh, and you hear from uh, the mouth that doesn't articulate, just opens like a toy to speak. Aww. Your jaw drops open and says, Two more to join our brood. You would be so loved. And extends a bony hand. I would love for you to roll initiative, please. Man, we okay. got fuck? Eden back, and now you're going to kill her. Damn. If she dies heroically, she'll just come back. That's <laughs> true. I think it that is that. All right, uh, so. Okay. Can you see yourself on the map there? I can. Oh, endless food for the brood, if that were the case. Hey, That'd be pretty hey. Cool. <laughs> Uh, only if you die heroically. If you die uh, in your sleep from a fungal infection, then uh, it's uh, not so much. Yeah, uh, that won't be pretty. Um, okay. Anyway, so let me go ahead. Mechanites immune to poison and disease, right? Uh, Mechanites are immune. To, they're immune and resistant to certain things, actually. So keep that in mind as I as immune to disease, resistant to poison. The lichen okay. bride. The lichen bride. Yeah. <laughs> Voss I'm not like. liking this bride. Ha ha ha. I hate this Voss so much. That's two weddings that I got to. <laughs> we got a wedding and a funeral, boys. <laughs> two weddings and a funeral. Two more and we can crest. Uh, is Hugh Grant in that movie? I feel like he is. Four weddings and a funeral? What? No, no, this is <laughs> a play. Which Never mind. Oh, no. Is no. that? Mm -mm. I know that it's a thing, but. And 12. All right. So, Eden is coming in at 12, and the Lycan Bride is coming in at 11. What did Voss roll? 15. Yeah. 15, all right. So, Voss, okay. you survey this. I'm going to let you go ahead and know now. If you cross within any space that has wall in it, that is an environmental hazard, as there are mummified bodies uh, mm -hmm. animated all around. So, oh, you're currently in the clear. You will also notice in a group of mushrooms up ahead, a uh, also walking through any mushrooms is difficult terrain. Uh, the rest of the ground is totally normal. There's a blue square on your map where I have marked where your sword currently has fallen. Mm -hmm. 
So, I'm here boss, looking for any. What would you like to do? Silhouettes of corpses in the moss. <laughs> uh, uh, Voss is going to turn to the um, uh, uh, lichen bride, uh, and she's going to say, "Howdy, uh, I'm just here for me soul. Uh, I, I don't know what all this is about uh, matrimony and all that." Uh, strangely enough, second time I've heard of wedding in these assassins coming here. Um, we'll see. Let's let's tr let's try to have fun here. Uh, Eden, um, if you want to, if you want, if you want to have some fun, we have fun. Um, let's kill it. Yes. I'm, let me just go get me sword real quick. Um, and uh, as a bonus action, I will cast kinetic John. Okay. Finbar casts Kinetic Jaunt. What does it look like? Sorry, Voss. Jeez, I said I do it a lot. What does Voss's Kinetic Jaunt look like when he casts it? Um, he uh, pulls out his uh, harmonica. Uh, he says, um, where is this? Wait, I have it written down. Um, I might be pale, and skinny, and gaunt, but let's try to have some fun and have a Kinetic Jaunt. Aww. <laughs> Uh, and um, <laughs> snatches it away, and he moves 40 feet. Uh, I believe it should get me to this. Oh, no, he can move 20 feet, because this is difficult terrain, right? Uh, no, 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 sorry. If he's moving through any big mushroom spaces, that's difficult terrain. Most of ah, this okay. place is normal. Okay, so I can do this? Yep, you can easily do that. Okay. Um, move. Uh, so he kind of snakes in and around the room, um, uh, avoiding uh, any of the, the big mushrooms, uh, gingerly stepping over the lichen. Um, he's got a rock in his hand. He did famously pick up a rock. Cool. Two rocks, even. Two. Uh, <laughs> one of them with lightning. Mm. Yeah. Uh, one with a. Can I make an improvised weapon attack? I would love you to make an improvised weapon attack. Nice. I've got layer actions because I'm a big dummy, but it's okay. We'll do that next. Okay. Um, yeah. So he's going to say, Oi. That just looks it. Uh, okay. I was trying to think of something clever. It doesn't particularly matter. Um, <laughs> You're playing a bar now. you got to step up your game. <laughs> uh, hey. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, what is this? Improvised weapon attack. Um, just roll a d20 plus dex? Uh, d20 plus strength plus proficiency. Plus strength? Okay, gotcha. Um, here we go. Okay. Uh, that's a 13 plus, um, 6. 13 plus 6 is a 19. That will not hit. 19 will not hit. Don't think I actually need to. You see hit. this rock just hits skull, goes, <laughs> makes a hollow sound, and bounces off onto the ground. Everything about this is <laughs> disgusting. Um, does this technically count as me taking the attack action? It does. Cool. Um, with that, as the rock hits the um, uh, lichen bride. Um, I will make uh, a mobile flourish. Essentially, I'll use that as an opportunity to expend a bardic inspiration to use a mobile flourish. Ooh, does, does that have to be a melee attack or just a weapon attack? It says whenever you take the attack action. 
Oh, hell yes. All right. Okay, yeah. what happens? Um, so, uh, while while this thing is distracted, I immediately dash an additional 10 feet um, using my mobile flourish, and I reach the sword. Uh, you do. And I say, well, 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 where have you been all my life? And I pull it out of the ground. Mycelium rips apart. Chunks of the mushroom heads go scattering as you draw this sword out. Uh in your hands once more uh fantastic what a good use of an ability to do the uh, mobile flourish you know what i'm feeling benevolent i'm gonna go ahead and give you an inspiration for that <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah um, and okay does that end your turn or what are we at that's all my movement um uh bonus action um and uh the attack action uh and then i say and then uh Voss will turn to eden's like well i got me sword things are about to get 10,000% more fun. Throws her arms up. Uh, we will, you know what? I've missed the other action, so we're going to play this out. Mm -hmm. So okay. it's now Eden's turn. She's going to go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Uh, and she's just going to make, <laughs> she gets in line of it and goes, shit. Uh, <laughs> pulls out another arrow. It's just going to make two attacks at this horrid thing. She's got a plus six to hit. Uh, you know, she's going to start with Archer's Eye, which will allow her to add a d10 if she has to, and she'll do her first attack. Ooh. Uh, that's not going to hit attack roll or damage roll. Uh, so she'll add the d10 to that, so that's 13. She needs a 7. 10! Narrows down and puts one arrow right through collarbone. So this thing is going to take uh, just five points of damage. Actually, I have to check. Is it resistant to non-magical? Uh, nope. So it's going to take five points of damage for the first one. And second attack is uh, not going to work. The second one just goes wide. Uh, as Eden didn't have nearly as much time to like prep this one as she thought she was going to. Uh, the Lycan Bride's turn is next. Yeesh. You see, she just takes a single step forward. Uh, she spreads her arms unnaturally wide and says, Do not fight that which you do not understand. You could belong with us. Be loved for what you really are, and not for what you pretend to be to others. And then she's going to... Never understood a thing in my goddamn life. She'll do a... Yeah. She's going to make some ranged attacks at you guys. Two and two. Okay. So the first two coming to you, Voss, with mm -hmm. Wither, are going to be... <laughs> uh, 12 and 13 to hit. Nice. That was okay. some bad rolls. Mm. Next ones are coming to Eden. Uh, one is not going to hit. One is definitely going to hit. So cool. I will uh, silvery barbs uh, that. Oh, okay. So she rolled a natural sixteen on that. That comes down to a natural four. So yeah, what does your silvery barbs look like? As she shoots out and like these like uh, like tendrils like come out at you. You, you know, uh, now we're now we're starting to see like what Voss can do. You kind of dance mm -hmm. back from both of them. One goes right past Eden as she like moves her shoulder, and the other is going to hit her square in the chest as she's kind of moved her body into the direction of it. What do you say? 
uh, watch your footing. Uh, uh, we have to have a good time, Eden. I need you to focus. I need you to dance. Um, and uh, yeah, and she's going. I'll give her the um, advantage, advantage on the attack roll uh, ability check or saving throw that she makes. You see, she kind of gets a rush. He goes, uh, dances away. She goes, where did that come from? Uh, magic. Now you're getting it. Come on. You see the thing goes, uh, and that will bring us to the top of the initiative order. On 20, the lair action happens. The Lycan Bride says, stay or die. Join us or fight. It will all happen inevitably. And I do not have time to entertain you this day. Raises hands up like she's conjuring something. The fungus in front of you starts to tremble and like coalesce together. I have other engagements to see too. She's going to use her lair action to summon a shambling mound. <laughs> I like that Eden so, and Voss have no way of knowing that we are the guys that this lady was talking about. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, baby. well, well, if it isn't the consequences of these people who we hung out with for like one day's actions. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll kill her and we won't need to worry about the wedding getting crashed. Uh, the shambling mound appears and uh, I went, whole, read, uh, went ahead and rolled its initiative. It rolled a natural 20, minus uh, one to 19. Okay. Initiative count 20 was the lair action, which means it's initiative count 19 now. This thing is immediately going to go. Wow. Brutal. Yikes. Yeah, it was pretty pretty awesome. Uh, it's going to make two <laughs> slime. This eyeless thing, huge jaw opens up, tendrilly arms like a gorilla, but it has no fingers. Its arms just break apart into tendrils. Uh, mm-hmm. This thing rises up, looming over even your tall form, Voss, and it's going to make two attacks against you. Oh, okay. Slam. That's a... Uh, uh, not very good. A, a 13 and a 26. 26 will definitely hit. Are you sure? Definitely gonna hit. All right, let's let's check out this uh, damage on this 26 here. Where's my D8? There it is. All right. 13 points of bludgeoning damage. 13. Uh, okay. Take that, no problem. Uh, so if both attacks hit a medium or smaller, the creature is grappled. So you are not grappled. Okay. Uh, so that concentration on kinetic jaunt, uh, solid, yes. and I'm good. Actually, can you be grappled while you have kinetic jaunt up? I don't think so. Fantastic. Uh, well, good to keep in mind because if this can grapple, it's not great. No, no, uh, I can. I can be. I can. Oh, okay, cool. So that's going to end its turn. That brings us to you, Voss. Let me go ahead and add this guy to the initiative order just so I don't forget. Well, uh, another one to the party. Uh, Eden, let's what well, let's take care of one thing at a time. Um, and I'm going to simply make uh, two hits. Okay. Well, we'll just we'll just need two hits. Um, uh, that's a that's a crit on the first. Okay. Uh, that's good to hear. It's fantastic. Uh, we will. Yeah, I'm going to throw a defensive flourish on top of that. So, um, Vas brings up uh, his sword. He says, God, I've missed you. Gives it a kiss. Slashes straight through this thing. Um, and as he does so, he brings it up um, in and around him in a defensive flourish. 
Uh, so this is going to be uh, using a two-handed. Yes, this is a D10. D10 plus your flourish is a D6 or D8? D8. D8 plus the max of all of those and your uh, strength. Uh, yes. Uh, okay, uh, that's 16 plus 18, um, which is 34 Correct. strength. Yes. Uh, it's two 36 points of slashing damage on the first Thir- hit. 36. Jesus. You slash through, and immediately you can see the Lycan Bride through this thing as you just carve off a, a stupendous chunk of this creature immediately. Uh, cool. Voss is kind of a badass. <laughs> as, uh, right, so no, I roll one. I rolled an eight on the um, uh, Bardic Inspiration die. So my AC also increases by eight. By eight, uh, yes. Total of 25 right now. Uh, and that's the first hit. Uh, All right, second hit. Second hit coming in. Uh, it's 12 plus six, 18 to hit. Uh, 18's gonna hit this guy. He's not nearly as hard to hit as the Lycan Bride. All right, fantastic. Not nowhere near as much as uh, last time. I mean, that was only uh, eight. That was crazy crit. Even so, this thing is like starting to reel back. And, uh, you know, so as it takes kind of a defensive posture, you still get a nice jab in. And uh, fantastic. Damn. Eden is just going to shoot the thing that's right in front of her, but she's going to do so with advantage on this first attack. So she's not going to bother using her archer's eye. She's got a pretty good, uh, yeah, against this guy, she's got a pretty good chance to hit, and she is, in fact, going to hit on the first one, and, uh, ooh, let's see if she hits on the second one, it's her to hit bonus. Plus six? She is just going to hit on the second one, so that's two arrows are going to launch into this thing. Ooh, good damage, too. 13 plus eight, 21 points of damage. Uh, this time, like, this, you, you realize that this other creature must be, like, supernaturally, if this thing was merely a walking mushroom, the, the Lycan Bride, your attacks would have done far more to it. There mm-hmm. is some supernatural resilience at play here, the same way that, you know, supernatural undead are, you know, a skeleton is relatively easy to crush, but a ghast, even though it's still just a dead body, is, is there's it, uh, inhuman strength imbued to it through the necromancy. Whatever is happening with the Lycan Bride, something like that. Uh, this shambling mound does not have that kind of protection. And immediately you see she puts in, uh, what did I just say that was? That's 13 plus 8 is 21 points of damage to this thing. And just immediately uh, this thing is already starting to look really rough. That is going to end her turn. The Lycan Bride is going to hold up a hand, all fingers extended, and then one at a time do a very slow wave as each finger goes down and comes back up like this uh, weird organic fan. And then it is going to walk right through the portal there. Fuck! And vanish from view. Well, uh, clearly you should follow in after them. (laughs) We'll get him next time, Spider-Man. Oh boy. (laughs) Mambling Shound's turn. What? Mambling. The Mambling Shound. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone knows Mambling Shound. Because they mamble about. Oh, of course. You know? Yeah. It's not as weird as it sounds. Uh, <laughs> fantastic. I'm just going to have to imagine the look I just gave to camera. <laughs> what, what, sorry, what did you say your AC is now? 25? Oh, Correct. Oh my I don't know if this guy can even hit you at all. <laughs> no. Let me double check his to hit bonus. Uh, 
plus seven. He'd have to roll natural 18, and boy, does he not. <laughs> Two big arms, boom, slam down. You just dodge and parry away, even for all your great strength. You guys have faced a lot of, uh, you faced a lot of dexterous fighters. Mm-hmm. You faced a lot of strong fighters. Uh, I mean, no one else is here to see it, but you're watching a unique combination of the two. Actually, I mean, it's a pretty uh, accurate, actually, for Kiana, uh, for all of her great imbued strength with her wisdom and her natural dexterity as a monk. There's something at play here as well with with Voss that just makes him... uh, Like, the sword is just being like, you turn your back and spin the blade around like it's a fucking shield Mm -hmm. and just, like, deflect one of the blows that would have hit you. And this thing does nothing on its turn. All right, it's not looking good, Voss. Can you finish this thing? Swords bard, baby. Let's go. Um, Swords bard. And something else, which I still don't think we've revealed that. I have not. Not yet. Um, So, alright, I'll tell you right now, I know it's rare, but if you pull off a crit like that again, this thing is dead. I don't know if I can crit. That's that's the interesting thing. Not I mean, with no that attitude. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I have it in you me, You gotta boss. believe. You gotta believe in the heart of the dice, huh? <laughs> so, with that, um, I'm going to Bonus action, quicken mm-hmm. spell, a mind sliver to start. I need okay. to make an intelligence saving throw. <laughs> All right, let me double check the intelligence of a big pile of uh, plant matter. Uh-huh. Oh, minus three. Good. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. Seven. To sleep, perchance to dream. That fail. Um, you reach see. into this thing's lack of brain. I will quite literally do that. Voss kind of takes his hand off of the sword for a wee bit. Um, you see the uh, crystal, sort of um, uh, the, the blood vial and stuck to his chest. Pulse a little bit as I uh, expend sorcery points. His veins sort of glow gold for a brief second. Um, and I stick my hand into where this thing's brain might be and I will cast Mind Sliver. Um, it'll take Fantastic. four points there of is, damage. There is a weird feedback loop you get when you do that. And what's your passive insight? Passive insight, not great. It's eleven. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, you notice like a weird, yeah, like you've cast mind sliver on a bunch of things before. Like you don't get this kind of like necessarily like, this kind of like specific feedback as when you touch this thing and reach into its mind that you do when you get when uh, when it connects to this this vial inside of your bloodless body. Uh, sorry, what you said it was four points of psychic damage. Correct. Yikes. Okay. Um, and I and possibly oh, this thing's quite stupid. Okay. Two hits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, not great to hit. Uh, it's a 14 and a 17. Uh, 14 will just miss. Okay. I think I did give you an inspiration if you want to crack it, but you know, um, I'm save it. Actually, uh, I will use my, um, what's the feature called? Um, I will use oh, my divine favorite divine by gods. Favorite by uh, gods, yes. Uh, so the... F- first one starts to miss and i go not 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 on my home field not in Yisgard. and uh and the blade sort of moves uh and i'm gonna add 2d4 to this you call upon um, the innate strength within you you only need a 15 to hit so you're gonna work cool. you're gonna hit i roll a four and a three so uh, hell yes total 21 to hit you switch back the blade um too heavy to seemingly be able to normally do that and yet still you grab in <laughs> What would be a miss turns uh, sharply, like seventy degree angle, and cuts through. Well, so go ahead and roll both damage rolls. Here we go. Only in uh, Eastguard, baby. Oof. Oh, that is nines on both the tens. Nine. Um, so fantastic. Uh, that is a total of twenty 
four points of slashing damage. Damn. You, doing all the hard work, cut through. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead. There's uh, Eden's about to put this thing down with one shot because it's uh, it's on its like it's got seven hit points left. But how do you set up the fatal blow? Um, after slicing through, and I see that it's still up. Um, Vassal turned to Eden. Oi, it's still up. Mind doing me the honors? And I step back, give it a yeah, flight bow. Duck. Yeah, <laughs> give a flight bow, the arrow flies right above my head. <laughs> Easily enough damage. Carves out what, uh, there was like some sort of like chunk in here. Uh, this is like gnarled, twisted, you know, the, 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 the mushroom yeah, is just the fruiting body of the thing. The mycelium makes up the, the actual body of it. And some like gnarled, twisted, uh, arcanely conjured brain of some kind. This like tuber looking thing is just shot out through its, uh, and goes flying, uh, goes to a back wall where there's a skeleton mummified there, like a, and then just stabs right through its head, uh, pinning <laughs> skull, uh, arrow to wall through skull and brain. The thing collapses into a bunch of just vegetable matter. What would you like to do, Voss? I'll turn to Eden and say, uh, did you did you know I was going to bow? Because that, that would have just... Uh, you have to... Okay, well. Okay. She rushes up past you, um, gives that, like, sniff again, uh, and she motions to you with her head to, like, get over here and look. Yeah, move up right next to her, uh, stand in front of this portal. You look um, through... Uh, you see va- faintly through the shimmer of green, you see the out the silhouette of like buildings and walls and little alleyways and stuff like that, all like, um, you know, connected together with these like turrets and things. She goes, you recognize that? Looks oh, might like a wedding. Um, it's Sigil. Hmm. Yeah, well, this Just frantically cold reading like, oh, uh, they said something about, oh, yeah, that's a wedding. I've seen my share for sure. Well, this is uh, a lot of things kind of lining up here. And uh, I haven't been completely honest with you. I, I will say about two weeks ago. Uh, start to draw an arrow on you. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Tell her. <laughs> well, well, look. About two weeks ago, uh, one of your friends uh, talking in my head you know, about some wedding or other, and uh, I, I didn't know uh, whether or not how relevant that information may or may not be. Um, but uh, seeing what just transpired, it might be transpired. important to tell you that uh, you've been invited to a wedding. This <laughs> might be said wedding, and... Um, Everyone you know might be there, so this might be a wee bit awkward. She draws the arrow and like like stands there for a full second, like kind of lets it go and then pulls it back again. And she's trying to decide if she should shoot you or not. That's bad. Look, she shouldn't be doing that. Look, and look, she goes, if you want to shoot, shoot me. Go ahead. See what but happens. She turns, points it down, shoots at your feet. It goes straight through my foot. I don't feel it because there's yes. no blood there. There's no blood there. I can move the blood in my body to anywhere I need it to be. Um, wait, everyone knows on. you can only be hurt if you have blood in you. Yeah, isn't the nervous system separate from the circulatory system? It is entirely. It's magic. The pain is stored in it's the magic. blood. Magic. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway. I think Voss just is the blood and the body is decorative. <laughs> it's like a, what is it, orcs in, in Warhammer? He doesn't believe that he can get hurt if the blood's not there. So One of the um, gith Yankee traits that you can roll, they have their own separate table, is that they um, they don't think of uh, anything except as gith as threats. Um, or So they're very reckless in terms of like taking damage. They'll, they'll just play it off like it's nothing. Um, so the arrow goes straight through his foot. He's like, yep, yeah, nope, I, I think I kind of deserve that one. Um, yeah, no shit. The people who saved our lives are gonna get mummified. Oh, it was, you, you're worried. Oh, we've been here for two weeks, and I've been doing my best to try to take your mind off all that. Last time I was on the ship, it seemed like the situation was a kind of bit heavy. So I thought, you know, he's gone. You know, live, die violently. It's a great thing to keep your mind off. Uh, it's just the, whatever that the, the short girl. With uh, with the fists, she, she was trying to do something. I like don't that. remember either. Oh well. <laughs> you sure you're ready to go back to all that? I'm sure I'm ready to kill this fucking thing. And yeah, I would probably lose my ability to, you know, moralize and hold it over their heads if I let them die after all this. So yeah. All right. Are you gonna go first, or do I have to do the whole chivalry thing? She's self-aware. Well, ladies first, like guys. Fine. Uh, reaches, puts hands through the whole membrane behind her. Voss. Oh God, it's wet. <laughs> oh, no, Boss, I'm not going. <laughs> push through. You guys emerge into an alleyway. Look around. You're just in the middle of a single street. There is like no sign of the lichen bride about you this is just like the middle of like the, this membrane is just stuck in an alley a very tight one where clearly people hadn't realized what was happening here and uh yeah we're gonna pick up with that in the next session <laughs> Yay! so thank you everyone who came along for this fun adventure uh when we catch you next week there will be oh, there will be a wedding. Actually, this is uh, episode five, so there will be a week break when we catch you the week after yes. that. There will <laughs> be a wedding. Another cliffhanger. Enjoy Everyone get excited. You one. think I'm not going to use the week break to do a cliffhanger? <laughs> oh, my God. If you give Austin a week break, he will give you a cliffhanger. How exciting. The consequences of our actions come back at last. Yeah. This is the season of all of those little threads we left dangling. Coming all coming back to bite us. Hell yeah. Bring it. Yeah, give it time. Alright. We'll catch you all next time. We'd put the disgusting fungus people behind us, <laughs> but I'm so happy I was wrong. <laughs> I get to bring back my old content warnings. <laughs> Alright, catch you guys Let's go. next episode. You all can choose not to listen. I have to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Rolling with Difficulty. The crew of the Per Aspera will return for another thrilling installment, but if you miss us before then, you can visit us on Rolling with Difficulty's Discord linked in the show notes below. Got any questions, comments, or concerns? Feel free to email us at rollwithdifficulty at gmail.com. 
If you enjoyed the show, please rate us and leave a review on your preferred podcast platform. And if you really enjoyed the show, consider becoming a patron for even more exclusive content, like art from the cast, stories about NPCs, and homebrew like the Bard College of Feasts subclass. Thank you to everyone who has been supporting the show and listening, and we'll catch you out on the Astral Sea.